Okay, I do have some bad news, everyone. After this podcast and a podcast next week, Neil and Jordan will be going on an indefinite hiatus. I'm sure it's disappointing for a lot of you. It's disappointing for me. But with everything Jordan has gone through, it's not feasible at the moment. He is in good spirits. He is doing his podcast with Miss Love and Ali, but everything else is up in the air and he just can't commit to this right now, which is completely reasonable. And I wish him all the best. I hope we can come back eventually. But look, it is a very real possibility that uh, this could be the end of the road for Neil and Jordan. And if that is the case, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. I hope you've gained some wisdom. I hope you've had some laughs. I certainly have. And Jordan has taught me a lot. He's also just been an awesome friend. It's been nearly four years, and I do hope we return one day. But as I said, it's just also up in the air that after this week and next week, I have to put this podcast on an indefinite hiatus. So for the subscribers, next week, before the pod, I will announce how much we've raised Overall for charity, it should be about well, over 10K uh, for from the last two years, which is, I mean, that's a lot. So thank you to everyone who has been subscribed. There's one last question that we have uh, that myself and another guest will be answering next week. I'll still be doing sex sales. In fact, now I can commit more time to sex sales. We've just started a YouTube channel specifically for sex sales. Go to youtube.com slash at sex sales podcast. Uh, I'll be ending all the subscriptions sometime this month and there will be one-off questions and topics available for sex sales. If there are any issues, if uh, it doesn't, the cancellation of the subscription doesn't go through or something like that, just send an email anytime to neil.business at outlook.com. Uh, big thank you to everyone who has subscribed, who has sent in questions and topics and shout outs. I hope we've answered them all well. And so many of you have talked about how much you've you've grown from these podcasts and how ambitious you all are. Um, I think, a, what was it, a couple of months ago, I said this is, uh, this is the future elite of Australia, which, uh, as you know, we've been very humble throughout this podcast. But, uh, you know, I, I've no doubt you're all going to get into positions of power and keep self-developing and just take over the world one day. So thank you all very, very much. And thank you, everyone, for the support. I'm speaking very dramatically here. Look, it's still very likely we we could return. I just, like I said, I have no idea. It's all up in the air. But uh, look, this week and next week, episode 149 and 150. Nice little number to end on there. Uh, we're, uh, we're entering the hiatus with a bang. You might remember Alex from last year. This episode, I'm chatting with Alex Malinkovich and Sam Bowden. They are two comedians originally from Brisbane, now living in Sydney. Really good friends of mine. They have their own podcast called Woe Free Lunch, where they try and get a free lunch every week. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. I don't think anyone has the chemistry these guys do. do. So you definitely have to subscribe to their podcast. The, the link to their podcast is in all the descriptions. And next week, oh, next week, definitely going out with a bang. I'll be with my other comedian mate, Shane Hunter, with a third massive, massive international guest. I'll keep that as a surprise. And it's still... Look, it's it's 95% likely it will happen, so there is a small chance it might ha- not happen, and if not, I'll still do the pod with Shane, but most likely next week, I'll be chatting with a huge international megastar of comedy, so you have to stay tuned for that one. For this episode, enjoy my chat with Alex and Sam once again. Apologies for the bad news at the top, but 
It is for the best. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And there'll be 150 episodes for you to re-listen to and re-watch whenever you like. All right, guys. Enjoy the pod. All right. I would have done an intro before this. So uh, for uh, everyone who... They've already gotten to know Alex a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, dude, the dink is back. He's back. <laughs> the Malinkovic. Um, but uh, for everyone else, Sam, give uh, give the listeners a rundown. Who you are, how you met Alex. Yeah, do it like a philosophy episode. Sam... Uh, oh, okay, all right. Sam... This is your life. Who are you? Who am I? Well, I am a, I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. Um, uh, X would describe me as a pain in the ass. Sporadically nice. violent, good bit, uh, but not towards them. What just the towards, just, holy shit, dude. just towards cars in traffic. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, and I've had the privilege of uh, getting to know you, Neil, through pretty much this show and living in Sydney now. And Alex and I are Brisbane boys from way back in the day. I'll speak for myself, thanks. Carl. All right, all right, mate. Fucking hostile. <laughs> I'm fucking serve energy coming the, out. Are you from the hood of Brisbane as well? Uh, no. Oh, shut up. No, Alex, he's not. Alex gets uh, really uh, fucking prideful about this. I lived in Browns Plains 10 minutes down the road from Alex, but I, I grew up. I so I badly was, just want to go, la, 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 <laughs> la, la. <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up in Alex Hills, which is sort of like, so you've got Browns Plains, which I suppose you would describe as sort of like um, the ethnic hood, and Alex Hills is very much uh, is there any Maori and Islander What's heavy. the non-ethnic hood? Uh, Newstead. Woodridge. Rockhampton. Yeah. Rockhampton. Oh, Anywhere yeah. outside they of hate the capital. Any any lighter shade of white yeah. in Rockhampton. But th- I mean Wood Woodridge doesn't really have ethnics in it. A lot of indigenous. A lot of indigenous. Um You but- can't catch a Greek in Woodridge usually. No, you can't, man. Yeah, because oh, all wait, of the cars. The Sunday there markets, are... Sunday markets. Oh, if you want to buy like a beautiful fern or a Lucamades. Lucamades. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to yeah. the most rural bogan Australian p- places and they've spent so much time in the sun, they're like darker than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a, very I, They shrivel like a prune. I love a leathery old man. I really like a really like a nice, like golden brown mm. old man who just spent his entire fucking life in the sun running away from cancer. I think we've culturally, we're, we're breeding them out because yeah, everyone fucking done. moisturizes now. And, you know, everyone's worried about skincare. No one wants to grow up looking like a tattooed old ball bag, despite the fact it's such a bold, strong it's aesthetic. Really? It's a so, really yeah. nice aesthetic. Oh, mm. oh, I'm going to come to the One Nation rally. Just let me get the fucking L'Oreal on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, do you have Nivea for men, love? Because there's Livia for men and there's Nivea for yeah. women and there's no other yeah. genders. Yeah, <laughs> Nivea for real men. Thing. Nivea for real men. It's just sandpaper. This should be, I'll tell you what, if you could sell like a right wing moisturizer, that would sell. Yeah, that would. That would. <laughs> white, if it was like white skin matters moisturizer. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like Nivea for real men. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You Nivea could, for men how they used to be. <laughs> you could do the same thing with, you could do the same thing with strap-ons. Mm. You know what I mean? Get Hot, pegged like a real fucking man. A real man fucking, he works hard, he drinks beer, and he gets fucked in the ass he, by his wife. He comes big. He comes big. <laughs> You're a man. You like big dinners, big cars. <laughs> How about coming big? Pegging yeah. for the real man. You want a two-ton load, not just on your truck, but out <laughs> your balls. I think you're on to something here. I, I, I think we are collectively. I think this is a business idea. I think with enough savvy marketing, you can make people buy anything. 
I think product that they were against. Mm. Like you make a vegan burger, the fucking Aussie burger. Yeah. yeah. And you just add extra patties onto it, even if it's fake meat. Yeah. Well, I think they were trying get to, on that cunt. I think they were trying to do that with sort of like that manufactured meat. And the whole pitch was like, look, it bleeds. Oh, See? that's right. And it's like, dude, if it's, if it's vegan, <laughs> I don't want it bleeding. Yeah. You missed, you've lost two entire markets. Yeah. It's like, that's, I love meat. That's gross, dude. Just give me a fucking it's tofu thing. Like I don't, I don't What's want. What's the blood? What beetroot juice? What is juice? the blood, Neil? Yeah, vape juice. Vape juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking that vegan shit's soft, but I need to know. At least I know there's fucking blood yeah, coming out fucking, of this thing. Someone died for this. I want it to feel like I've just killed a cow, mate. Is that around? Because I've that's right. They did that. It feels old though now, like a couple of years ago. Well, I went to like a food and drink convention a few months back and tasted this sort of fake meat thing. You get in there, I got free tickets, and we got absolutely blind drunk on free booze. It was mm. fucking amazing. We have to go next time it comes back to Sydney. But we we that we they had like a Beyond Meat stand, mm-hmm. and I just missed out on the burger samples and instead got like a spag bowl. Oh. And it was fucking dog shit. Yeah, of course. And it like the, the whole thing was like, look, it's like real meat, it bleeds. And then you eat it and you're like, this is just flavorless mint. The problem with fake meat is that the people that are making it haven't had meat in years. Yeah. That's you know I what assume, I mean? Yeah. Like I, I went to uni with a chick that was like, you got to try these vegan chicken nuggets. They're just like chicken nuggets. But mm. she'd been a vegan for 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, you don't remember what nuggets taste like. Yeah. You guys been to Lord of the Fries? Fuck, that's me. Is that you? That fake... I like that fake meat. Oh, do you? Yeah, I was vegan for about a year, uh-huh. and now I'd say I'm like 90% vegan. Yeah. But, oh, shit, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. But sometimes you'll get sneaky. Yeah. What do you, what's your favorite thing? I get a naughty thing? burger. What's yeah, your favorite thing to like fucking just get in there? What's your uh, um, animal? Yeah. Uh, just like a, a supreme pizza or a meat nice. lover's pizza. Oh, oh so I just yeah, get nice. everything on there when I'm, mm. yeah. Yeah, knock it out in one. Yeah. Get every animal. Yeah, get all the cancer and meat in one little oh, serving. That sounds so good. I will man. say this: last night, my flatmate came home from a catering event they were working at. There was uh, they were catering for two hundred fifty people. Seventy people showed up. So my flatmate just brought back like three kilos of beef brisket, and I made like a tortellini ragu last night. And I just woke up just fucking covered in sweat. Like I haven't <laughs> eaten that much meat in so long. <laughs> Your body was working out while you were sleeping. Oh yeah, it was not happening, dude. I woke up today at two. Like mm. it just knocked me out. I went to bed at about twelve. I woke up today at two because my body was just like, we need him to be out while we make this into shit, dude. There is this is too much effort. There is genuinely nothing more fat man than the meat sweats. Oh yeah, I know <laughs> the meat sweats. Be like, oh, I've got the fucking. Meat oh, sweats. have you ever had the Cinnabon <gasps> chest pains? No, what? Now that's some Whoa. fat cunt shit. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh yeah, dude. Have you you guys ever had a Cinnabon? No. Yes. Yeah, the you, ones you get at Starbucks. No, 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 no. The like Cinnabon, the Cinnabon brand. brand. No, okay. I haven't they're had that. twice as big and they're like three or four times as fatty and sugary. You get halfway through it and you go, this is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. And then that last quarter of that Cinnabon, you're wishing for death. Like it is this so, it's such a full on calorie overload that like last one I had, like my chest started to hurt. I needed to fucking sit down Whoa. and just sugar made me sweat. Like it was That so is gnarly. some fat guy shit. Holy, Holy shit. fuck. Dude, I put a lot of effort into not blowing out. Because I fucking eat like I eat like an 18th century lord, and so I need to, you know, play footy later this evening and fucking Get eat it all beans out. and shit. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. But 200 years ago, you were in the vomitorium. 200 years ago, I would have been blaming the weather for my gout. Yeah, 
I would have been like, oh, it's the damp, and just having a shot of brandy. Kill, killing a slave? Would yeah. I what? Killing a slave. I'd, ki- I'd kill a slave. A, <laughs> just you know, removed the from the fat guy stuff, just like while we're here. <laughs> while we're 200 years ago, I'm also going to kill a slave. Well, we're skipping through when history quite a bit here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get those chest pains. You're like, fuck, we haven't Should done a, a human sacrifice yet. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Yeah, we haven't. We need a human sacrifice. I need. I remind you, this Dude. is my property, and what I do with my property is my business. So yeah. pass me the hammer, okay? Oh. Well, I've already had the cinnabon. Might as well take out an Asian. <laughs> no, no, they're my prized ones. They're hard workers. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, there's that whole thing where people are like, I would never own a slave, but the like. The truth of it is, like, we're all personally always connected to about forty to sixty slaves right now. And, like, my great-great-great-grandfather at least had the decency to, like, know their name. Do you know what I mean? Like, he bought them and he owned them, and that's fucked. But he had less slaves than I have right now. Yeah, we sure, talk yeah. about how bad <laughs> slavery is on a phone that was probably mined by slaves in the Congo. Oh, yeah, of course. And your cars. And yeah. your fucking shiny Dude, watches. there are more slaves that today shiny. than ever before in history. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. People say this. Well, I don't think they ever did a census for slaves back in the day, but <laughs> I think from estimates, I feel like most of the world in history was it was slaves. Slaves have been forever. Forever, right? Yeah, so yeah. surely we don't have more now. Well, we we'd have to have more now because there's more people. In terms of pure numbers, yeah, apparently. But you're telling me we have more like how did the pyramids get made? Like that would have been mad slaves. That's sort of like this there was plenty of slaves no, but there aliens, was also bro. You reckon it's aliens? No. They, they enslaved Maybe. the aliens, though. <laughs> yeah. They and enslaved then, the aliens. The aliens yeah. came down, gave us all the knowledge in the world yeah. to make us the step between monkey and man. Mm-hmm. We became man and then enslaved the aliens and immediately. The aliens. With that knowledge, we were like, we could own them. <laughs> Dude, what if we dumped the spaceship and owned them? And then that's, that's where the Jews came from. So, Get it? That's just history. <laughs> Get it? You know, slave. The original slaves were Yugoslavians. Well, Slav, Slav. There you go. That's your people. You're welcome. Ah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, could you get me a coat? That's really offensive. What you just did. <laughs> Is just that start. offensive to your culture? That's really mean, dude. No, I'm sorry. Is but that well. a train? Yeah, I think that was. Where is there a train? There's, there's one on the oh, true. That's right. So how about you guys tell uh, everyone about the podcast you're doing and convince them to go and subscribe to your podcast? Well, if give we haven't them, already. Give them a pitch. If we haven't with our uh, very tasteful takes on everything. A fucking tight riff up the top <laughs> on an empty stomach and a glass of wine. <laughs> We have a podcast called Wall Free Lunch, W-H-O-A, Wall Free Lunch. And uh, it's essentially, it's a kind of just an excuse to try and get a free lunch every week. Mm. So what have we got now, Alex? What have we got, 14 episodes, 15 episodes? We're 15 episodes in the bank as of tomorrow. Yeah. Um, have we- you had any Cinnabons for these free lunches? No, no, we haven't gone sweet call. yet. We haven't we gone haven't. sweet. We've oh, been thinking too savory. No, we did, we did call uh, the Cow and Moon Gelato. Oh, true. Yeah, that we was close. Very close. We nearly got. That's the thing. Most of the episodes, we nearly get a free lunch. We get this far away. We've gotten one free lunch one time mm-hmm. in fifteen episodes. We've gotten one free lunch. And that legend didn't want us to reveal his name or even tell, it, like, promote it at all. Yeah, he was like I can't do this, brother. I his, love you guys. His job was at risk. Mm. If he gave us a free lunch, he did it anyway. 
Really? Yeah. It was mad. So he's kind of stolen from the company. Yes. To, to help, the goods. help out a couple young men. He was a fa- he's That's a faceless mad. hero. Yeah. He's Which, not the one we deserved. But he's yeah. the one we needed. What was, the, what was the cuisine that you got for this very lunch? It was a chicken roll. Mm. Oh, yeah. Two chicken rolls. Yeah. From we can, we don't have to say what, which exact no, franchise, we but we can say it was Char Grill Charlie's. So we got a Char Grill Charlie chicken roll. Mm. Okay. Um, from under the nose of Charlie himself, it was fucking. It sick. was superb. Charlie, you never had Char Grill Charlie's. Your game. Your employees are stealing from you. What? What the fuck whoa, are you whoa, doing, whoa, whoa, dude? This guy was on our side. I yeah, love this guy. Th- it, wait, was this Charlie that gave you the lunch? Or no, 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 no. Probably not. That's I mean, what I'm saying this. This uh, I don't Charlie want to make assumptions. Supervising these guys, and this guy's like, man, I'm gonna take some food here. And you know what? These- a legend. What a fucking legend. A we, legend. Robin Hood, a modern Lebanese Robin Hood. Mm. He also yeah. when we when we got the free lunch. See, I'm on the side of the capitalist. Ah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're undermining the entire idea of our podcast. You don't deserve food. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> we are literally begging every episode for a free yeah. lunch. Mm. And we've had some people, we've we've had some fucking people have been very mad at us. And but most of the time we get an agreeance from the person working there, and then they have to pass it on to the manager, and the manager's like, oh, we'll take your email and we'll get back to you. Fucking nothing. Like a nerd. Most of the, yeah, most of the time we'll call someone up and you can hear it's like a 16-year-old girl that doesn't give a fuck. We're like, can we come and get a free lunch? And she's like, yeah, I don't give a, I'll, I don't give a fuck do, about this place. Do you have to like plug the podcast and tell the numbers and say, hey, you know, we'd 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 give you a sponsored oh, shout out to our um listeners? Or do you just say, hey, we do it? Do you even say that you do a podcast, or do you just say, can can we? Get we say that on? we do a podcast. We say that we do a podcast, but we don't uh we don't do the thing where it's like the bullshit influencer trade. Where it's like, you'll get a fucking shout out on the podcast. We don't do any of that. We literally just come to them as two humble young men and beg for a fucking free lunch. Yeah. That's it. We can't offer anything in exchange. Just know that you helped us. For the goodness of their own heart. And also, I think. Also, I don't think Char Grill Charlie's needs a shout out. Yeah, they're pretty much an institution. Mind you, neither did the coffee club, but they never even picked up the phone. We called four coffee clubs the other day. Yeah. Not a single we, one. We called nearly up. every coffee club in Sydney. Yeah. So you do this live on the on the podcast. You yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's nice. It's fun. It's fun, and it's nice to. I'll tell you what. Most people receive it pretty well. Mm. No one's ever been an outward cunt to us. I don't think. No, there was the Gladstone Hotel. They weren't too chuffed with us. Which had that go? It was. Can we please have a free lunch? We're regulars here. We, oh, we did funny voices. Oh, that's right. Because Sam decided like on his own. Because we never, we always try to make it super sincere. Sam put on an accent and just like, it sounded like he was making fun of the guy. Well, I did, but that's only after he started talking. What accent did you put on? I just think it was Scottish. I think it was a Scottish accent. And then I was like, let's not use our names. And then I just fucking had a brain fart. And I was like, I'm here with my cool host, Alex Malinkovich. My full name. I was like, fucking hell, I didn't mean to do that. And then he just went like, yep, cool. Oh, no, that's Warburgers. We called that Warburgers pretending to be Mark Warburg. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two Mark Warburgs trying to get a Warburger. Yeah. And I think we may have been the 25th person to try (laughs) that that day. Because it was an immediate, like, it was like... Warburgers, how can I help you? Like, hey, how you going? You all right? Hey, can we get a couple free? Click. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was probably our worst one. I think. <laughs> oh. We could have been more tactful. Well, with I the feel Warburgers. like with the with the you know changing of the accent midway, I think you can start to go with the angle that hey, 
you're a bit mentally retarded and therefore people will feel sorry for you to to give you the lunch. That might be it. We haven't tried, hey, listen, we're both disabled. <laughs> we, ha- we haven't <laughs> tried that angle yet. Hey, Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Yeah, can you get, can we have a mushy free lunch? <laughs> can we please get a Hungry Jack's Whopper meal and can you put it in a blender so can, I can have it to yeah. a straw, please? Can you chew it up first and then feed it into our mouths like a baby bird? We want to eat it like you're a bird. <laughs> We want to eat. We want to eat it out of your mouth. But the entire thing is really just a front to talk shit for an hour. Yeah. The entire podcast is genuinely like it's like we're like oh we need to do something else. Like, oh let's see if we can get a free lunch. Mm. Try benefit the community in some way because the idea is one day hopefully we can get enough free lunches to give away. Yeah. Ah uh, okay. That would be sick to get to a point where we could Mister Beast it a little bit where we could be like it's like it's not for us anymore. It's for the community and then we become pillars in our community. In hey. Chippendale and Marrickville, hey. I think that's the that's that's the overall goal. But we've also like we've we've started to diversify. Like we also do a jack off encouragement. Yep, which is actually it's a real mixed bag. It is a real mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We've done two jack off encouragements. Anyone well, listening now? So what's that? How does that work? You don't know what a jack off encouragement is? I mean, I can, I can. Uh, Get a hint of what it might be about. But, can, you, um, can you tell me what you think a jack-off encouragement is, and then I'll confirm it? Someone calls up, and then maybe they're unsure about who to jack-off over, and you encourage them to jack-off over that uh, jack off over that person. I tell close. you what, that's not a bad angle. That's close. That's pretty good angle. And honestly, we could probably incorporate that yeah. into the podcast recipe. Um, but really, so far, what it is now is someone messages us and goes, Hey, guys, can you encourage me to just jack-off? <laughs> And we do that. We just, we just, we just while film. they're it's, on the phone. So not while they're on the phone. Not while, while, on the phone not while they're them. on the phone. Not while they're on the phone. Just dead to the d- down the barrel to the camera, just to them. And I go, hey, fucking get that dick out, big king. Jack off encouragement is like a Jack sort of like a, a subtle kink, and so it's okay. and it's also like one of the funniest kinks to want someone to be like, hey, fucking pull that hog out and jerk it. You deserve it. You can do it. It's you fun to be jerk. It's fun to be dudes that look like this doing jack-off encouragements yeah. because it is the most awkward kink of the porn categories, I feel like. Because yeah. a jack-off encouragement usually involves just a girl staring down the camera in a dead silent room and just going like, get it out. Get it out. Jack yourself up. Oh, does that feel good? Yeah. But mm. then to be us being like, there you go. Yeah. You got it. Sling some rope, brother. Yeah. Champagne of victory. We do that for about two, three minutes every four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. When the requests come in. When when someone wants, if anybody listening to this wants a jack-off encouragement, just email us at woefreelunchpod at gmail.com. We'll give you a jack-off encouragement. Yeah, you got an email address and everything. We're professionals. We nice. are. We got we got an OnlyFans as well. Got an, does anyone, an you got an OnlyFans. Okay. Well, does anyone give you a specific request with their jack-off encouragement? Like, I want a jack-off to this... Not yet. I'm struggling to jack off. I need, mm. I need you two boys to help me. Not yet. So far, it's been just dealer's choice. Mm. Um, and that. So far, I mean, I feel like we can be trusted with it. Yeah. But oh yeah. If you have a specific kink that you'd like us to mention, happy to. But you it. also need to be comfortable with it being on the episode of the podcast. Yeah, mm. we don't just send it to you like psychopaths. Yes, yeah. this is content for us. Okay, and so you don't hear the voice of the other person. You just get their message. Yeah, no. they email us. Just like it would be a porn video. Just we don't take any shirts off until we do our OnlyFans, and then maybe we might. And then maybe we might do it in our underpants, but that's going to cost people. Yeah, we, we're we thinking about Patreon tiers right now. There's yeah. a couple. I think, what do we say? There's going to be $5,000, we'll do anything you want. Yep. Uh, $10,000 will reveal Australia's uh, Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. Yep. <laughs> 
$10,000, we will potentially ruin our careers. Ruin our I careers. Yeah, yep. You absolutely know who we're talking oh, about. Yeah. Okay. If yep. you donate $10,000 to this tier, we will reveal Australia's Bill Cosby, and it's literally just to go to the legal fund. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're about to get the... fucking sued. <laughs> Sorry. $50,000, we, $50, we commit murder-suicide. Yeah, $50,000, we we do a fucking... A sh- yeah, I think you could aim a bit higher than we that. We do a Logan... $50,000, we do a Logan Paul vlog on Epstein's Island. Oh, $100,000 for murder-suicide. What do you reckon? 100000 murder-suicide. Yeah. But we need to have no guarantee of time on that. It's like, we promise that this will eventually happen. This is how we will go out. Yes. But we haven't figured out who's murdering so, and who's yeah. suiciding. How, do you gonna, how are you going to figure that out? Uh, I, I feel like it's just going to be a game of chess. Yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. We can play a game of chess as to who's doing the shooting and who who's kills. Doing the- oh, no, that's what we said. We would inst- The actual, instead of murder-suicide, is that we both try to sn- uh, smuggle drugs badly into Bali and just go out by fire squad. Mm. Just take a pound of weed in our pockets, get, qu- get caught immediately and go out by fire squad. <laughs> <laughs> the new Bali 2. That would be a good way to go. <laughs> the Bali 2. Who the, the fuck yeah, were the Bali 9? I'm going security with an ounce strapped to my head. <laughs> yeah, <straight up. laughs> Just on my back that says drugs yeah. pointing down. <laughs> did, did, did anyone... Because I know that one guy from the Bali 9, that brown guy, but there was no... like. Where was the press for the other Bali 8? Like Chappelle Corby got so much press. That's true. White lady. Yeah. They, so they were all. Was the other was the other Bali eight white? Do we know? I I don't really know much about the Bali nine. See, see what I mean? Yeah, Neither do I, I. I? I don't really know so much like about it at all. Chappelle's probably got a book. Yeah, Chappelle does she, have a book. Well, there you go. She's on fucking. Have you been paying attention every other week? Yeah, Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe this was an elaborate ploy by like a, a manager to get someone famous. Oh, like, hey Chappelle, just like take ten years. She was a radio guest and on Carl and Jackie O, I think, for a little while. She was like a recurring guest. Are you serious? Yeah. Isn't they would throw to her? Yeah. How the Australian media, like, you don't have to have any qualifications in media at all. No. And, uh, you know, here you go. Uh, host this morning breakfast show with a footy player who almost certainly has brain damage. Dude, oh. we've always said this, where it's like, you lose The Bachelor two weeks later, you're on Channel 10 being like, it's time to talk about Palestine sluts. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking, it's embarrassing in this country. (laughs) Abby Chatfield dishing out medical advice. Yeah. It's like, I don't want medical advice from someone that has a sponsored vibrator deal. You can't have a vibrator and an opinion. No. Those (laughs) two, you can't do both at the same time. You can't own your own line of vibrators and have an opinion, a hard-hitting opinion. Dude, imagine if- an opinion on the vibrator. Like, every fine. vibrator, you get a different political opinion. Oh, that's fun. That is, that's pretty good. That's fun. Like I'm actually into cookie, that. But, but it's a- Break it open, yeah. I give you a hard-leaning left opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter vibrators. <laughs> that's a big vibrator. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It's got it's like got that same vibe. It was like, oh, I, I'm I'm I need to check your height for arrhythmia. We're gonna do an ECG. Also, I'm a flashlight salesman. Yeah, like it's like I don't I don't exactly. That's why you don't trust a watchmaker that also is a cobbler. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know you what do mean. both shittily. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't specialize in anything anymore. You gotta do everything. You can't just be a stand-up. You gotta do you gotta do business, you gotta do marketing. That's yeah. true. That's, you guys know this. It's uh Yeah, the Abby Chaffield, she's well and truly become like a per she is a business. Yeah, yeah. you're a I'm a business a man. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's uh you become a like a whole production thing, but it's you're just like the vibrator, you're commodified. I'll tell you what, that is kind of sad though. That you have to be everything now. It is sad. You've got to be everything. 
It's also weird. Like, I feel like we've done this weird thing where in the last 10 years there was that, you know, a strong sort of grassroots anti-capitalist kind of movement. Mm. And that still exists. But whether you like it or not, everyone's trying to get like fucking brand deals, yeah. trying to get sponsored, trying to, and it's all inherently like super capitalist. Yeah. It gives off the vibe of like being left wing. Yeah. Well, they'll I, have like a hashtag and then be like, yeah, this is all the workers we fired in Malaysia. The amount of. Yeah, yeah. This, Pr- <laughs> these Pride are the, like, monkey slaves that we use yeah, yeah. to design each other. Do the amount of TikTok people that I know and have seen that are like, guys, you know, like Karl Marx once said that et cetera, et cetera, and we need to sort of redistribute the wealth and then you go one more and it's just like, I recently went to KFC and tried their new chicken tenders. And normally I don't like chicken tenders. But, and it's just like, what the, pick a fucking lane. Because it used to be you would be selling out, right? Yes. That's what it used to be. With like, if a punk band signed to a major label, you used to be like, fucking sellouts, fucking Coldplay cunts. You know yeah. what I mean? And now if you sign to a major label or you do a KFC ad and you're like, trying the new Juicy tenders the chicken burger yeah. everyone's like get your money queen go off queen yes it's like there's no because artistic integrity used to be respected yeah but we can't afford to have it anymore do you know what I mean because you need to be pumping out content all the time well yeah you remember you literally can't afford it you can't yeah. afford it Unless you got your own vibrators yeah that's the, that's yeah. the dream yeah. passive income have passive income spell I-N-C-U-M <laughs> well the, the the most alt-right influencers actually don't get brands so in a in it's an odd, right? twist. That's, that's what we we're gonna say. It's mm. like you never see an old bachelor contestant get signed to Daily Wire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That would be fucking sick if Abby Chaffee was like, I just signed a $10 million deal to the Daily Wire. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking all it's always you end up on the project. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never you're never on the podcast with Ben Shapiro after you lose Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be an Australian Daily Wire. That's signing those people up. That would be sick. I think that might be you. You could become that. Well, what about Sky you News? Could, you, yeah. be, you could become like an Indian Ben Shapiro. I'm basically like, I'm a short, autistic, opinionated cunt. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> All you're missing is a funny I, hat. Yeah. <laughs> need to put a hat on you, that. make girls less wet. And that's right there. Yeah. Well, that, that bit's going to be hard. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's hard to get it's hard to go get to Ben Shapiro's level if you're actively getting pussy. Like I just I just I don't I don't feel you can do that. You need to be actually really angry with the world. Do mm. you have any sisters? I do. I have a younger sister. Younger sister. Okay. The, is she hot? No, sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you talking about Ben Shapiro's sister? Yeah, I'm talking about Ben Shapiro's sister. Do you know about Ben Shapiro's sister? Yeah, I know she's quite attractive, and yeah. she she's... had like an OnlyFans. She's like a topless model. She shoe. didn't have an OnlyFans. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. No, she, she didn't. Did. Did. Yeah. No, 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 Isn't no. It how what? siblings will like siblings who've had a uh, probably had a fucked childhood. One will go extreme left. One will go extreme right. Always. Yes. Always. We had a guy at our school who. Yeah. It starts when you get Pokemon. You get one gets Pokemon Blue. One gets Pokemon Red. Uh, yeah. And then you go. Further out that way, yeah. so they, need, they need they need another community, right? We had a guy at our school who, straight after high school, uh, he, he was on Channel Seven News for burning the Australian flag. Right. He had a little bit of Aboriginal in him. I don't know how much. One mm-hmm. of those guys, and uh, then two or three years later, super hard right Christian. Wow, super wow. hard right conservative Christian. In a matter of two to three years, that's nuts. Yeah, I there used to be a comic in Brisbane that was like that. Tim someone, I can't remember his name, but you need to look out for like any cunt that is in like uh, the Labour Youth or the Liberal Youth Party mm. when they're kids because I just think they make the worst fucking people. 
And mm. he did the same thing. He but he went. He was super fucking left wing. Last time I caught up with him, he's just fucking super hard right, and he's so autistic. And he was like, isn't it crazy that you and I have done the opposite things? Like you started right, I started left, and now I'm right and you're more left. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to talk to you anyway. So but here we are, fucking. Yeah. Not because he was right wing, but I'm like, he's just a fucking. Because you're a leftist now. cuck. Because I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> you're a liberal cuck. I'm a liberal cuck, baby. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Fuck my wife with universal medicine. That's do you what think, I want. Do you think people with autism get attracted to the right because it's so analytical? It's all facts, not feelings? I think so. But I, I, I reckon that's a really good point. I think that like because it's so straight down the line and it's much more organized by categories than emotion, it's like, oh, this can make more sense. But it doesn't account for the fact that that's Definitely. not how people in general work. Yes. That's the hard part. And then people with mental illnesses get attracted to, to the, the left. left. Yeah. They get attracted to the left. Yeah, because it's all about how do you feel. Yep. Yeah. And particularly now where everyone, everyone we really solved wants this. a mental illness. <laughs> yeah. Like people fucking really want mental illness. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking trying to get one. Dude, it's, it's very contagious. I still haven't caught one yet. I don't think. Haven't you? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Unless I'm imagining both of you right now. Oh, who knows? The fact that the fact that um, my girlfriend says that I have ADHD, though, I'm like, I probably don't have ADHD. That's making me think that I don't have ADHD. She's like, I reckon you have it. I know plenty of people with ADHD who are insistent on me having ADHD. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And my psych was like, uh, I think you have ADHD as much as any other person that uses their phone every day. Damn straight. And Dude. I was like, yep. I've had that where people uh, with mental illnesses are trying to like convince me I have what they have. Bro, oh, don't get dude. me started. Dude, it's, the one what symptom is this, like, Scientologist shit. Dude, the one symptom of Asperger's is telling everyone else they have Asperger's. Mm. Like, I swear to God. I remember one time I was talking to my friend Ebony and she was like talking about how good therapy has been for her while crying. And, <laughs> and, and they went, you should do it. And I was like, Nah, fuck that. I was like, just like, based on what this interaction is right now, oh, I don't yeah. want to open those gates. Yeah. See, I'm I'm too like iconoclastic. I think for my own good. As soon as something becomes like a, a too popular or memeish in society, I'm like, nah, mm. fuck it. Oh yeah. For no back. reason. Yeah. Fuck it. I had that with I'm Rick just and Morty. Be the other way for no reason. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, I did that with Rick and Morty. I did that with Metallica. If everybody loves it, I'm like, nah, I'm different. Yeah, I'm like. So now it's like mental health. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm like, nah, men shouldn't cry. Yeah, that's gay. Well, I'll tell you what. It's because it's it's funnier to say that men shouldn't yeah. cry. It is funnier. <laughs> also, you ever notice like like it's this weird thing where if a man if you see a man break down in public, you know something is actually like genuinely fucking wrong. Yeah. And it's like this man is going to something. If you tough. see, this is a thing. No, no, sorry. You you finish your point. You finish your point. And I have something to say. And like for instance. If like a friend, but not a particularly close friend, starts breaking down crying, you can. I at least me, I'm gonna be like really supportive. But yeah. then afterwards, mm. for whatever reason, that doesn't leave my head. Yeah, I'm like that motherfucker just cried. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where's that feeling coming from? This is the thing. I reckon if you see a woman crying in public, you're like, oh, she's had a really hard day. That's right. If you see a man crying in the CBD, you're like, there's a recession coming. Yeah. Or you've just you been know, charged with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like you see a man crying. It's like when you see goats running up the hill. Before a thunderstorm, yeah, you're like something's coming. For a man us. crying is a cow sitting down. Yeah. You're like, oh, something's coming. This is a bad omen. Oh, dude, my mate, my mate Andy, his dad was um, 
working in Sydney uh, just after Black Monday in the 80s. Mm. And he said he was walking on it, and, and he's a very stoic man. And Andy's like, I think this is one of the reasons he was really stoic. He's walking, leaving a building that's just been the biggest crash since the Great Depression. Mm. Everything's fucked. And then he just hears this, like this, he described it as this thwack slash crunch. Oh, no. Oh, you know exactly where this is going, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And apparently a dude had just jumped off like the 25th story building, opened a window, oh, and just like, he was like 10 meters down the road, just... <laughs> And everyone was screaming and shouting. And there's like, if you see something like that, which is like the ultimate expression of like pure hopelessness and emotion, yeah. you do just go, <clears throat> yep. nothing's ever gonna bother me again. Yep. Cause if I, I'm it, done. Cause if, if something bothers me again, I might kill myself. I might do that. I might jump off. And so you just shut down. And I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I get that feeling. It's not a fun life, but I get it. But I think it's also just generally, it's funnier to say now men shouldn't cry because it's such a normal. It's like, men, you should cry. It's way funnier to be like, keep that shit in, dude. What the fuck? What, <laughs> what, but like, what is this push to be like, okay, talk about your feelings and go to therapy. Yeah, done, sorted. But this like narrative to be like, men need to cry. It's like, stop trying to make us sad so you feel better. Yeah. Is that, I don't know, is that fair? It just feels weird to me. There was this whole thing where um, I was talking to, back about this about there seems to be this culture sometimes well i i've definitely felt it where i have so many girls come up to me and be like you you need therapy when i've been having fun <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like do i or is everything fine and i'm just having a little bit of fun yeah and i'm not behaving how you think i should be behaving mm. and then beck sort of confirmed it where she was like I used to do that. She yeah. was like, I used to be like this. This man isn't exactly how I would like him to be. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna suggest therapy. Right. Everyone thinks they're a psych. Everyone thinks they're a yes. psych. It's like, and I'm yeah, it's fucking projecting like what I think a health, mentally healthy person should look like, and this person doesn't look like a mentally healthy person. Therefore, by my values, they mm. need they need therapy. Whereas yeah. sometimes uh, I want to just uh, push the feelings down and punch a wall yeah maybe that's maybe that's better yeah yes it's free yeah goose <laughs> and we're good dry roll repair 70 dollars exactly. psychologist 190 perpetually 190 dollars <laughs> getting the feeling out priceless okay <laughs> mastercard Just punch a fucking <laughs> hole through the drywall <laughs> Dude, I used to do that all the fucking time before I pulled my head in. Cause like punch holes through walls. Well, yeah, because like like dad used to do it. Right. And I was like, okay, so this is how I deal with this, right? And mm. then the last time I ever actually did it, and then uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, this is scary, right? And I'm like, I didn't know it was scary. I'm so sorry. I didn't mm. mean to scare you. But the last time I did it, I punched a cupboard and the cupboard didn't give. And I'm pretty sure I broke a knuckle because like, it just, I couldn't move my fingers for about five, six weeks. Whoa. And then it swelled up like crazy. And even now it's like got weird swelling and it's not really mobile. And I'm Holy like, shit. oh, can't wow. do that again. Because then all of a sudden that expense is not going to be priceless, but... You could break bones and they do sometimes fix themselves in a weird way. Man, the cupboard fucked you. The cupboard fucked me hard, man. I should have known. I'd lived there for two years. I should have known the cupboard wouldn't give. But um, Yeah, that wall punching shit, that's like the... That's always the point when you know a guy needs to do something. You know, I've yeah. never understood the punching a wall. I don't... Yeah. I've never done it and I've never looked at... I've never been so angry that I'm like... Uh, cause I've I, grown shit. Yeah? 
Yeah, when I was like a teenager, I get so frustrated. I just throw some shit. Oh, interesting. I don't think I ever punched a wall though. Punching a wall. It's, I'll tell you what it is. It's just because I'm already seeing the repair. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I already am seeing, like, while I'm in the rage, I'm already seeing, like, hey, man, yeah, can you come? When can you come? Nine? All right, sweet, I'll be up. You know what I mean? And then you punch the wall? And then, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm penciling in a wall punch for ten. Can you come at about one? <laughs> Dude, schedule it. Maybe that's the thing. We don't need to get rid of toxic masculinity. We just need to schedule it in. Yeah. Oh, you need I- to put it in the calendar. Yeah. So it's like, today's my toxic you day. Get it out. Yeah. There should be a toxic masculinity day. To, uh, toxic masculinity day month. For all, yeah, for all men. <laughs> International Women's Day, the day after toxic masculinity day. Yes. They just they just they just they just drive down a massive the biggest piece of drywall you've ever seen down <laughs> down Oxford Street. <laughs> <laughs> and and we all just get free game on it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you get like a sectioned off area of the pub where you go like a smoker section and that's the cat calling area. Gorgeous. Oi, sugar tits. Sugar tits. Bring those sweet chicks over here, baby. And they have to be like, well, we had yesterday, so. International right. Toots Day. International Toots Day. <laughs> you know a girl's dated a, a guy with anger issues if she knows how to fix the drywall. <laughs> she's had to do that shit. That's very true. I, 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 it, she was Serbian, so of course yeah. she dated someone that, toxic. It may have been, it may have been she dated someone toxic or just generational memory. I think it was mm. a bit of both. It may have been that. I think it was a bit of both. I think they go hand in hand. And uh, yeah, she knew how to, she knew how to how fix, fix the wall. Drywall. Wow, fix wow. That shit. Yeah, because I think I made a comment like, "Oh fuck, I wouldn't even know how to fix that." And she's like, oh, "Really? Oh, that shit. was probably a turnoff. You've clearly, yeah. You've yeah, clearly never dated." Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. You you felt that she was turned off by that. We were like, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, because I didn't. Well, I was talking about some other construction shit, like some DIY shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did this and then I fucked this up. And she's like, really? You fucked that up? And I'm like, ooh, Tongue. Ooh. You were you, dating a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I don't agree with that statement. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> Fucking you edit a video, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You capture the stand-up clip, motherfucker. You're something artistic. <laughs> I don't have time to build a cupboard. In she literally, kitchen. no, I'm not. She actually was uh, whatever the rever- whatever the enabling of toxic masculinity is. Right, because I uh, I remember on a um on her birthday I got her some flowers, wrote a little little note. That's sweet, you know, couple yeah, of nice. sentences, not like mm. a big fucking mm-hmm. letter. And then she kind of ghosted me for a few days, and <gasps> sent me a message being like, "Hey, this is just too much now. I don't think I want to do this." I remember I, this. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember about this. It. Yeah, yeah. How long were you guys full? Oh, it was for? it was like a five month kind of thing. Oh, what? And it the was, flowers was too much. No, exactly right. That's what I thought. Oh uh, man! So it didn't really make any sense. We'd said I love you to each other. So yeah, that's weird, man. Was, that's uh, wild. Yeah. The flowers thing was a little bit too much. That's interesting. What do, do you think it was? Uh, I think I wasn't uh I wasn't toxically masculine enough. Right. And I think oh, um. Man. That turned her off because uh, given her some walls to fix. Being from Serbia, <laughs> yeah. she was like, "This ma- this man is weak. Yeah, he cannot protect me. Yeah, how's he going to protect my kids if he can't beat me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can he stop an intruder if he can't even stop me getting down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> if he can't stop me from seeing my friends. Yeah. Man, that's odd. I my my friend had an opposite opposite story last night. She went on a date. 
And it was like, she didn't really want to go on it. And the guy's moving to Melbourne because I've met the guy as well. And he's moving to lovely bloke. But within 20 minutes of the date, the guy was pitching a long distance relationship. Awesome. <laughs> like straight out of the game. I'm like, this may shoot your shot. Ooh, that's that's incredible. Like the polar opposite first date, 20 minutes in. How can we make this work if I'm in Melbourne? Yeah, that's not needy. That's not needy at all, is it? That's, that's attractive. That's perfectly reasonable. It would be more toxic. It would be it might have more points like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to move to Melbourne and we're going to be in a relationship. I'm not being controlling. I'm being strong. And then, you mm-hmm. know. I'm being firm. I'm being firm. With what I don't I play any games. I don't play any games, just so no. Everyone plays games. Isn't that the biggest fucking bullshit? Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, bro, for real, man, I'm just sick of fucking playing games. Dude, saying I don't and then, play games and then, is the start that's of the game. But, but that's in their the head all the time. Fucking the Super Mario theme song constantly going. Literally on their phone playing Candy Crush. It's just straight I don't up. Play games. I don't fucking play games. <laughs> it's the it's like the the entire thing is a game at the beginning. That whole yeah, shit, like it's like because people don't like the game because you have to lie. And that's hard. Yeah, it is. You have to pretend that you don't have problems at the beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if that's part of it, a part of it is like, I'm the perfect person for the first six months. Yes. I am perfect, dude. Beck and call. Mm-hmm. Fucking whatever you need, I'm here. I'll pay for this. Don't worry. But after six months, it's like, that's when, that, when you start getting tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, you like me now. Oh, here's all my issues. Yeah. I'll punch that drywall. I'll, yeah. punch, I'll punch that drywall. Six months six months and one day there's a hole through the drywall. <laughs> Where's my favorite That's coffee like, cup? Oh, I'm sorry, I threw it at the TV. Oh, sorry. You I know how it, yeah. kids... Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. You know my how bad. you measure a kid's height and then there's like all the lines like age eight, age nine. You've got like the different time Stages periods of, of relationship. Here's <laughs> <laughs> one drywall. Yeah. Drywall hole. It's like la- <laughs> line one, flowers. Line two, paying for dinner. Line three, going for a nice little vacation. Line four, there's just a hole there in the wall. <laughs> line five, patched up hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're moving past it. Oh, man. L- line six is just your mum's a bitch. <laughs> like a line seven, <laughs> receipt for an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> what a love story. Yeah, yeah, because well, that is the thing. Everybody does the, play their own little games, but everyone likes to pretend that it's like I'm done playing games. Yeah, it's like, but you have to play games because this is a stranger. Yeah, yeah. they games, don't know you. And what was a game specifically that that made like in that person's dating life? At what point were they thinking this is a game now? Yeah, why were you treating it like a game in the beginning? Yeah, that says more about them. Hey, yeah, because I've never looked at it like I'm playing games. No. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it as a. That's called the courtship process. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's ta- that's that's some Neil Strauss shit. Mm-hmm. The game. Have you ever read the game? <sighs> yes, I read it when I was seventeen and still a virgin, and I nearly cried. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Why? See, I was cry? on that Ben Shapiro path. Yeah, sure. and then I became a, a well-known comedian. Uh-huh. Like nice. if I hadn't been a comedian, at all, I would be yeah. so alt-right, Dude, bro. I, I hit, I so alt-right. I hit puberty so late that I had to get like 150 cc's of hormones injected into my butt. 
So yeah, he I got the Captain you... America serum. I got the Captain America <gasps> serum. Really? I was, I was 17 in a 12 But instead of body. making you a super soldier, it made him bisexual. It made, yeah. <laughs> it made me bi and Damn. ginger. It's, did you well, you weren't seen... ginger before. You should have seen me before, man. Holy I had fucking shit. really light blonde hair. What hormones did they, what, were the, what was the concoction they put in there? I can't remember the concoction, but all I know is that I got him. Now I'm I have the newt. <laughs> I have the newt. And Ginger. For some reason, I agree with everything the government says. Um, <laughs> oh. But I was like, because I was there and no one had any interest in me because I was a fucking child genetically, I was on that sort of like, women suck. They don't like me. No one likes me. No men or women want to fuck me, but I want to deal with the men thing yet because that's weird and it's gross and I'm Christian. And then the moment I started being able to get pulled off, hmm. I, immediately I was like, everyone's cool. This is sick. Like there were so many people on that path that if you just – a little bit of a side jerk. Literally. Yep. The whole world changes. No, on yep. both extremes. If you just mm. had like extreme political orgies each year where like the government mandated like yeah. some far right guy oh. and, and Anthony Albanese have to like, uh, yeah. you know, go on like a week. Married at first sight should be that. Isaac Butterfield needs to get sucked off by Penny Wong. Yes. <laughs> bring, bring them both sort of <laughs> closer to the middle. <laughs> Yeah, because then you get that oxytocin, that dopamine. Yeah, you're not that bad. You're not that bad at all. Yeah, of course. Get um, Ben Shapiro with uh, AOC. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's fun. If she's willing to do that for the country. Put your money where your mouth is. Come on, unite the gap, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Yeah, share those resources. Share those sexual resources. The incel thing is actually like a very socialistic approach to sex. Go on. It's very like, oh, you know, these fucking top tier men get like fucking one hundred eighty percent of the women and focus actually, on twenty percent of the men. Exactly, yeah. So it's like a redistribution of sex kind of attitude. They, there's this guy right. who, who does. Um, he did a PhD on incels. The fact that I know that this is some incel shit that I am into this shit, but he found that um, he studied a cohort of them, and a lot of them they didn't lean right. There was just a complete diversity of uh, opinion. And they were actually less proportionally white. There was a lot of Indians. <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> that's not surprising. I mean, that's, I mean I, you say it's not surprising, but there are a billion people in India, surely, guys. Yeah, so maybe just statistically. Yeah. Is it statistically it would be roughly around oh, the Oh, I think he was talking about in, in like Indian origin. In, in the, he did it in the UK. So, right. uh, yeah. Fair amount of Indians in the UK. There yeah. are. There are. There are a lot of brown people in the UK. Mm. And, and they're all incels. A lot of them are, um, <laughs> but sometimes like there are there are sexy Indians. I've seen them. Yeah, they're called Chad Preets. Chad Preets. Have Preets. you heard that? No. You know, there's the Chad. Oh, and there's the Chad Preet. Oh, that's fun, dude. Isn't that funny? You're a sexy Indian. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think I'm uh, I'm half Chad Preet. It's you and Via Das. H- half Chad Preet, half uh, half incel. Russell Peters isn't sexy, but he's like the Mike Myers of India. I feel like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he'd get he he gets like ten thousand people at a show. There'd be someone that. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Who's what's his face from um Slumdog Millionaire? Dev Patel. Dev Patel in the Green Knight. Yeah. With the fucking beard and the yeah. He's eyes. sexy, like, dude. Damn, he getting, he's getting he's getting sexy. Oh. He's sexy. But, who's, who's that? Who's that Indian Joe Rogan guy? Have you Hamza. seen this? Is that him? The well, he's in, like he's, he looks like me. Oh, blue He's got an eyebrow pe- slit, piercing blue eyes. Oh, no, 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 no eyebrow slit. Like very, like very um, clean, 
sharp cheekbones. You're talking bones. about Hassan Minaj. No, it's not Hassan Minaj. It, it's this. I, I've been seeing it all over TikTok. It's like he looks yeah, like left not, wing and he, got, and he has a, and he sort of has a hood some he has a, sort of like a bathing suit on or something no no uh, no no okay. no no he's like interviewing like well, Kylie that's just my porn <laughs> he's like he's like in, interviewing Kylie Jenner and shit oh okay. yeah that's what i mean Damn. he's like left wing indian joe rogan i have yeah. you guys not seen this dude yeah i don't know it's not hassan man it's not no, not, it's not, not hassan, uh, hassan piker no it's not hassan piker there's um fuck dude, who the is thing, this dude? like if you watch bollywood Everyone on there is a 10. Oh, yes, Everyone dude. is a 10. Oh. But in Western uh, media, all the Indians are like sevens, but like to the point where people are like, yeah, they're hot. Yeah. You know? Did you ever watch, it was a British sitcom, I think in the late 90s, early noughties. It was, I think it was called At Home with the Kumars. Yeah, with the Kumars. I've, I've, yeah, I've watched some episodes of that. Dude, that was like, that was my first introduction to like Indian culture. Yeah, that was like the Cosby show for, for Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but without the... Don't tell me there's allegations around the Kumars, not. please. I, was, I enjoyed it too I much as a not. kid. <laughs> but, you know, the 80s, all those stars, oh, they man. did something. Who didn't it, do some shit in the 80s? It's weird to think about, right? Like, looking back and being like, man, even Bowie was, like, semi-dating a 14-year-old there for a little while, and it's like... It's just yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that, but... I, yeah, it was normal. Have you heard the uh, the Steven Tyler news? No. Because the Steven, Steven, the Steven Aerosmith? T- Aerosmith, Steven Tyler. It's fucking objectively hilarious. Steven Tyler is being charged with um, uh, grooming and having sex with an underage girl in the mid-80s. And the only reason we know it's Steven Tyler is because he devoted a whole chapter in his autobiography talking about this girl, naming her age, and talking about how difficult it was to get the laws around it so he could take her across straight lines away from her family. So because you're not allowed to name the plaintiff, oh. the accused, but we all know it's Steven Tyler because they referenced that chapter of his autobiography as cause for evidence in a trial. And it's like, oh, Steven Tyler, mate. Just fucking Holy a full fuck. just confession in his autobiography. Wait, what, band, what, what band is he, sorry? Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Oh, shit. Dude, that just, but that's that whole thing of like the passage of time, right? Yeah. It's like, because he's just writing it being like, what's wrong with this? And you know what? He wrote it in 2011. You guys ever hear of um? There's King- some shit that we've written that probably in 50 years people oh, are gonna be like, oh, dude, I always think about that. I'm like, what's gonna be the thing where they're like, dude, they fucking drank instant coffee? You know what? what oh, what's yeah. gonna be the thing? Driving your own car. Driving your own car, that's it. Driving but cars that's will be a. But Definitely. that's not going to be offensive, I don't think. Eating meat? Maybe eating meat? Mm. Maybe eating meat? Like, do, have you guys heard of King Billy Coke Bottle? No. No. Dude, King Billy Coke Bottle is a character from a comedian from the early 90s. Famous Australian comedian. King Billy Coke Bottle was the indigenous character that he played. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And he was, like, famous. Like, I was talking to my boss about it the other day. He's like, I remember watching... King Billy Coke bottle with the family and we were all just like dying laughing and I was looking it up and it's this thing that's just like forgotten in Australian history and that is where it's like the whole people that were like because you when I think Australian comedy where it started I'm like Dame Edna I'm like, yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't know where but it goes even further back to like this guy mm. so in a way it's like this guy inspired people that then fixed it a little bit that then probably inspired the people that we like yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that fucking crazy to think? Just the passage of time. At some point, everybody was looking at a dude blackfacing an indi- indigenous character and was like, this is the peak of comedy. This is groundbreaking. Yeah. Mm. You know, I reckon it'll sw- 
switch the other way and in 30 years people will be like, oh my God, these women were so misandrist. Oh, it oh might be. Reckon, that's what I reckon. Might, yeah. yeah, yeah. There might be an international sorry day. For, for men, men. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got this. Is this is maybe last year? I sent a message to a girl on. I think it was Field, and um, she sent. Wait, a, what? What's Field? Field is like sort of. It's sort of like the queer friendly, uh, polyamorous one. Oh, and I'm not okay. polyamorous, but I like getting laid. And those guys dish it out like it's on sale. And so I was like, we'll jump on field. Nice. I shoot this girl a message. I can't remember her name. I was like, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? And she goes, oh, not too bad. Just dealing with man's inherent hatred for women. And I was like, you're, right. you're going to be fun at parties. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's what this chat is now. No, and then I just got rid of it. I just oh, like, okay. I don't want to continue this fucking shit. Dude, like, you should have just replied like open. fucking straight up. You want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I'll you only hate you if we don't have sex. On yeah. behalf of all men, I'm so sorry. You want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. Yeah, it's a weird thing to say because it's kind of like the incel thing, right? All oh, women are all fucking retarded. Why won't they fuck me? <laughs> yeah. You know? But it goes the other way. Yeah. As well. There was this, um, what, what, this would have been 2016. Yeah, it would have been 2016, just as the Me Too movement was uh, really, really taking some steam. And like the culture around like, uh, like male feminists was really, and I had this bit about how like sixth gear male feminists are really scary because they're clearly driving away from something fucked they did. Like dudes that are so vocal and loud about it. It's like, what have you done? And the MC at the time was a guy called Yanni Agisolo, who's a Melbourne comic. And he pulled me aside and said, you can't fucking say that. That's fucking really offensive to male feminists and people that identify as male. You can't say that. Identify as male feminists. Mm -hmm. And then... I had another gig with him on Whoa. Friday night. I walk in and there are all the comics are standing around and he walks in and just goes, oh, it's this guy who what? hates women. And I'm like, you you clearly don't get this, Yanni. I'm trying to make a point about dudes that are so loud and vocal about it. And he's like, I just don't think, I just don't think it's a good bit. I think it's a terrible take. And I was like, did you rape someone? And then he just, <laughs> and then he walked away and I'm like, this guy's... Yeah, yeah, you've done shit. <laughs> you've done shit. You, so this, done shit. This dude, is mid-2010s was wild. So weird, dude. People mm. say cancel culture now is is bad, but mid 2010s in the comedy scene, like when I started Ooh. 2013, 14, 15, it was wild. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was like very uh puritanical. Yeah, it was odd for a little it was no, it was odd for a long while. Just like the like sort of like the green room vibes as well, like it was just all a little you couldn't mm. do an accent as a even being brown, I couldn't do an accent. Really, you found that? I felt that. I felt yeah, that. I, sure. could, I don't have like exact evidence. Maybe it was me projecting onto the other comedians because mm. a lot of it was also, oh, I was this first internet guy. Yeah, sure. Right. But Do you feel people were just going like projecting because they were like, oh, he's doing accents and they're just jealous that they can't do that? You know what I mean? Like they feel they don't have the license to do accents? I think there was also a sentiment among like early millennial comedians thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's 80s comedy. Mm. Eddie Murphy did those accents. We don't do that anymore. Right, post, post, fun. our comedy post is boring. Accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't do comedy. We do post comedy. Yeah, where we purposefully don't la uh, make the audience laugh, and it's like challenging them. The whole point is making them uncomfortable. We deconstruct comedy. My favorite comedian is Cameron Esposito. Mm. That's how you know I'm funny. Who's Cameron Esposito? Yeah. That's a damn good question, and the fact that you guys don't know that is fantastic. <laughs> she was, she was, she's a female comedian that came up with uh, another comedian who was Rhea Butcher, who is now River Butcher. Um, and it was sort of the big LA move of sort of woke 
really hyper woke comedy. Mm-hmm. And it is River Butcher's not bad, but Cameron Esposito, you'd know her face. She was just this first, like, I don't tell jokes, I make statements. Can I get a round of applause. But there have been men that do There's that as well, that. to be fair, I mean, right? Oh, like, George, 100%. Dude, George Carlin kind of did that. Yeah, like, fucking, who's that? Oh, there's he that UK statements. comic. I saw a clip of him doing it where he's like, you leave my show and you go, I didn't agree, I didn't laugh once, but I agreed the fuck out of it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of, that's not really the same thing, shit. dude. The, only thing, I'll, rally. the yeah. only thing I'll say about Carlin is that he kind of was the first guy to make those points. Yeah. But then looking back on particularly his his stuff later in his life, it's like, this is kind of fucking dull. That's Cameron Esposito. Oh, okay. I recognize this chick. Yeah, there was, the early 2010s was, yeah, social media was popping off. And then, you know, there was like a big woke culture on Twitter. Yeah. And the comedy scene, for, for whatever reason, it really came out in the comedy scenes. Mm. And then there was the reaction to it. That's how, what, who was it? Jordan actually said this before he, he I don't know where he is. He's he got assassinated, RIP. Oh, is he on the run? <laughs> I actually, I literally don't know where he is. Um, which is probably good. I probably shouldn't know where he is. He's on an island somewhere, I reckon. I, I picture him on an island. Me. I think, I think he can't trust anyone now. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? We're going to firebomb his house. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, um, no, shout out to him, man. I hope he's doing good. Shout and, out. Rest um, in peace, yeah, brother. Yeah. We're coming for you. <laughs> he said every talk, culture... Talk shit about Clubs New South Wales one more time. I fucking <laughs> do you. Every new culture is just like calling the old culture lame. Yeah. Yeah. So woke culture was calling like the old culture lame. And then anti-woke culture uh, was calling you. that lame. And now that's becoming lame. That, yes. Yes. Now like Steve and Crowder having a fight with Ben Shapiro about like $50 million of, of getting, they're getting on the Daily Wire. Yeah, because yeah. the whole point of the right is like, well, we don't eat our own like the left does. And yeah. now Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder, the two kings of the right. <laughs> yeah, they need to have uh, a celebrity uh, boxing match. That would be sick. I think Ben would actually do better than people. Like, you know how there's some like small guys that get that kind they're of that rage? Yes. And you know, what is boxing? It's pattern recognition at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Ben will know what he's <laughs> doing. Really ben, will, <laughs> ben will know what he's doing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just eating their own now. I like to float somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, we all do, but I feel like that's um it's it's not relative. as exciting. I'll tell you what, it's not as exciting to be in the middle. Yeah, but I don't like fucking to to someone as a viewer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't I just don't I think the far right are fucking mental and I think mm. the far left are also fucking mental. And but also I have this weird like there's this odd sort of allegiance kind of pull because I'm queer that I feel like sometimes I have to agree with absolutely everything that the queer community stands for and promotes and I'm like yeah. I kind of don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't agree with all of it. Dude, it should be that, like, your identity shouldn't determine which side of politics you have to swing towards. Like, if I ever said anything that's even, like, slightly economically right, so you hate your own race. Yeah. What the fuck? So stupid. Which is ironically very racist. Exactly. Like, well, you're brown, so you need to think like brown people. Yeah. It's like, that's not how people work at all. Dumb as fuck. I remember remember one time I I told someone that my dad voted for John Howard, and they were like, so, like... So you're a fascist. Yeah. So yeah. Ex- and it's like, <laughs> dude, it's like, it's like the, one second. It's like immigrants love being on the right. Dude, immigrants are like leaning liberal now, I think, in Australia. Li- liberal liberal as party. In, as in liberal as party. In liberal party. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I think that's always been the case. Yeah. 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 It's especially like, post Howard. Yeah. It's like immigrants are just like fucking just like this close my, the borders. This is my house. I'm not paying tax. Yeah. 
and um, don't be gay. That's the immigrant. <laughs> the that's immigrant. Please. They just, they just read out, please don't be Dude, gay. Dude, I, ne- I reckon this is my bold prediction. Tell me, if, I think the queer community will eventually become anti-immigration. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I think back it up, dude. Hold, hold on, hold on. We love, we love our Asian twinks. Hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? Like, ba- Bowden loves his Asian twinks, but back it up. I want to okay. hear this defense. Go. Well, because like most immigrants are, are coming in with like a far more, you know, socially right sentiment. Even in the UK, right, there was this like uh, scuffle between uh, a, a group of Muslims and like the Labour politicians who were. Um, who wanted to do more like queer theory in school, mm-hmm. and then the Muslims were like, "No, do not do this. Is, yeah, yeah, you cannot yeah. do this." And mm-hmm. so, it just feels it feels like it would be in the queer community's best interest to limit migration to a certain degree. Right. Well, it's so it's so that's interesting. It's so mainstream now. The moment you've got one of the big four banks being like, "We're gay for the month of February," we're like, <laughs> yeah. "Revolution's yeah. been bought and sold." Gay TM. Yeah. Gay TM. Fucking. What's there left to fight? Yeah. True. 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 I just all this fucking. And I mean, I guess you sort of need go it. into debt, slot. Go. Seven point four percent per interest per annum. Yes, yes queen. queen. <laughs> um. I, I, look, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. And also, it's worth noting, there are plenty of gay men and there are plenty of gay women that are gay because that's how they are. But also, particularly men, there are plenty of gay men that are gay because they fucking hate women. And, <laughs> and that's true. That's a subculture. Dude, it's, that's I, actually, that's yeah, interesting you say. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, if you really want genuine toxic masculinity... Talk to a gay dude. Dude, you want some Spartan on his day off shit. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there is this thing where They're it's infiltrating like... infiltrating the female groups yeah. to become the gay best friend. To just, <laughs> yeah. just take shit them on down them. But you can the see in their eyes, they're like, I'm only here because I want intel on these bitches. Like, it's yeah. it's like behind enemy lines sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, we'll, mm. we'll I give... I wouldn't wear that slot. Like... We'll, we'll Gib is one of these dudes where it's like, I, 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 I love him, is because he has no part of him that pretends... Like he didn't come from a private school. Yeah, that's true. He's very honest about that part of him. He is a private school boy, so he's like fucked group chats, fucking make, locking someone in the bathroom until they shit themselves. Yep. But also gay. Yeah. <laughs> that's never existed. That's, you know what I mean? That's the there's with queer acceptance. You've got this a, a really sort of beautiful layering of sexuality where it's just like Rudy Lee Tyroa is another great example. Yeah. Great comedian, but just fucking tattooed, yoked Kiwi bloke who's like, yeah, man, I fucking suck dick cunt. Yeah. And it's just like- <laughs> That's you, mad. It's so it's so cool. And yeah. you, Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, that's that I feel that's a recent thing now because it's more accepted and everyone's very- I don't know anyone under 40 that I would categorize as homophobic. And I know they exist, but I'm like, I haven't met him. But I guess it's also, this is the thing, we are in a bubble, right? We like, are in a bubble. We are in, yeah, a, we are in a, lef- is... a leftist cuck bubble. I know. I, I mean, I know I know religious people. Know Watching people religious fuck people. our wives from inside the bubble. <laughs> it's empowering, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's bra- breaking down misogyny. But it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, even, like, fucking, did you feel there was a bunch of homophobia in Logan? I mean, kind of, but also, like, I, I never really, I never really faced a hell of a lot of it. Do you it, know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't experienced an awful lot of it. It right. feels like, as a as a non queer man myself, but uh, it feels like 
the worst you get now is like, well, fucking, I, I just don't want to have anything to do with it, but they can do what they want. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually not, that's it's actually not bad. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, do that's what it's you want. weird, but it's a live and let live thing. So I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. I was up in Cairns doing gigs and um, the the absolute delight, one of the absolute delightful people that I met and uh, like sort of we went over to his house, had a cup of tea, friend of the show, older man, lovely bloke, mm. but like couldn't, he never processed the fact that I was bi. It, I was just, I was just bloody a, a gay. Great. But it was so sweet. Like he's like, oh, and he was totally chill with it. But it's like, that's what progressive is. It's like an older gentleman not fully getting it and getting it wrong, but still doing his best. And exactly. So I didn't bother to correct him. I was like, it's, yeah, just chill, man. I don't pro- being progressive is effort shown. Yes, I agree. It's just like, I'm trying my fucking best, you queer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I'll acknowledge that we all start in different places. Okay, I, I appreciate the effort. So yeah, because like I like I took my dad through Oxford Street while he was here, and he didn't say anything. And that's growth. I'm like, that's growth, dude. The roads are rainbow here. I'm like, that is pr- like there's it's a BW Yas. <laughs> is that actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh there's God. one in Newtown permanently. <laughs> and he was like, "All right, well, <laughs> oh, there we go. That's it's." At least he's going like I just won't say anything. Yeah, that's progressive. That's weird because I thought your dad would at least be like a lot of dudes with uh, harnesses, not a lot of parachutes. <laughs> um, what, what? All these men just come skydiving? What happened? <laughs> Soon there'll be nothing to like have pride for. So Mardi Gras will just be like a bunch of people with normal jobs being like, "Yeah, hey, I'm an accountant." Yeah, I, I think. Hey, I going. think that's yeah. It'll <laughs> devolve into just a fun party because I think, and I don't. I'm not sure whether anyone really shares my sentiment here, but the concept of pride in your sexuality was born out of it being repressed. And if yeah. it's no longer repressed, the idea of being of pride in who you fuck Hubris. is really, is, yeah, it's odd to me, but it's only odd to me because that I don't have to fight for the space in society. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, our kids, I think, will find that really off-putting and weird. Yeah. If, if it, I mean, unless there's like a big uh, right-wing turn. Dude, kids are fucking different now. Yeah, I mean, dude, why do you think Andrew Tate was as successful as he was? Yeah, I, I just, I think that just... that was all thirteen-year-old boy. Like mm. that's, it's like kids. I think are leaning more like middle to middle conservative. I think it's a reaction. It's like because uh, when you go, for, it's pendulum swinging yeah. reaction. If you if you suppress, yeah, uh, you know, maleness, mm. if you will. Mm. Then it it comes out in this kind of really toxic way. I will say this though, like I I was at Laneway on the weekend, and me and my mate Tom Tom Wickham, we were moshing to Fontaines, right? And it Fon- was Fontaines. Oh Fontaines, yeah, 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 the yeah, band. Yeah. So we're in the mosh, and we're going nuts. We're pushing and shoving, and everyone's kind of looking out for each other at the same time. Anyway, so the show ends, and I've realised my phone's no longer in my pocket, and I just put my hand on my head and go, "Oh no, I fucking lost my phone. I've lost my phone." And there's like three dudes who wouldn't have been over 21 who've just seen me put my hand over my face straight away. We're just like, hey, man, are you cool? Are you okay? Mm. Did you get hurt? Are you right? And I was like, no, nah, I've just lost my phone. Wickham, can you put the torch on? I need to find. And then the fourth one just sort of stuck out and we go, here you go, brother. Just passing my phone. I didn't tell them anything. They just saw a dude put his hand on the head and then three of them were like, hey, you cool? Do you need help? And angels. Like, dude, I. T- Drugged up angels. And when I was their fucking age, my rugby coach was calling me a faggot. Do you know what I mean? Like the fucking the difference well, is maybe insane. that's just a Queensland New South Wales thing. Also true. Oh, that <laughs> might actually. I didn't account for that. That might be true. Sorry. How old were they? Do you think they wouldn't have been over twenty-one? They were really young. 
but they weren't small. Like they were in the mosh with us. Because also, I'm um, like, I remember like, um, like all the festivals that I've ever gone to, especially like the very like, oh, you can tell everyone's on MDMA here. Mm. People will find your phone for you. Yeah, that is that's a good point. You Drugs know what I mean? Do that. It's like you'll be like, my mission for the next fucking hour is help this stranger. Yeah, because right. I'm feeling so good. Have you heard? This is maybe the one thing I have some agreement with Andrew Tate on. Okay. Well, we just said that. Sex trafficking. This video, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, where he's like, song. these fucking guys go to these music festivals to worship these fucking gods all on drugs. Mm. And then he'll be like, it's gay. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that last bit. Mm. Yeah. But it's it comes across. I've never been to a music, I've never been to a concert. I've never been to a music festival. And I just look at it and I'm like, cult. Yeah. Oh, dude. Am I, I weird? Wait, you look at it and go, what? Cult. Cult. This oh. is a cult. Well, this Sunday was my first ever music festival, okay. not including Easter Fest, which is a Christian music festival in Toowoomba, which is a fucking cult. But I didn't get cult vibes until we watched Phoebe Bridges play. Now, I fucking, you know Phoebe Bridges? No, I don't know. I'm so out of touch with music. I'm, a, I'm more than a boomer. Okay. She is, um, she's sort of the epitome of sad girl music. And she's great when she knows how to put on a show like crazy. It was great. So that kind of mm. Triple J old, like... Kind of like the first one to kind of do it, and she's okay. really good. She's great. She's great. Okay. Everyone else is sort of a, a carbon copy of her. And, but that was the only time where all of us, because it's aside from a few songs, it's hard to be like, fucking yeah. And everyone's just standing still looking at her. And she's got such a soft voice that everyone was just there, just being like, somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it. And then phones are going up and everyone's really still. And I'm like, I agree with you there. That felt culty. Uh, look, I have I have that like that feeling where like I don't want to, because it does feel get into like worshipy at concerts. But I have a thing where I don't want to do that if the musical act is younger than I am. If, yeah. if the musical act is, because I'm 26, if they're younger than 26, like if Khalid comes out or one of these people that I know is like 21, mm. I can't be seen at the front being like, yeah. yeah it has yeah, to be. I'm, can't be I'm screaming for it. I am Japanese by temperament. I, ha I can only respect up in age. I'm too introverted for those things as well, I think. Oh, yeah? I don't think I'd. Look, a big comedy show is enough for me. Yeah, and sure. And I'm like, I need to go home. But you love Jordan Peterson. Yes. When we went and saw him live. Yeah, that was cool. If you could, but everyone was quiet and polite. If there was a mosh pit of Jordan Peterson, I reckon I could convince you to get in there. <laughs> but what kind of a mosh pit would that Make your bed. Make your fucking... <laughs> when I say <laughs> make your bed, I want you guys to go fucking crazy. Dude. <laughs> that mosh pit would be like a perfectly ordered like four by four grid. Straight up. Oh, it would yeah. look like when North Korea like walks out their military. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 <It would> literally... <laughs> The thirteenth rule is to dance, dance motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> we still need to make the we need to make the remix. Up Anyone who's listening to this who does DJ stuff, got to make a yeah. Jordan Peterson remix. Remix going up yours, woke moralists. Doos 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 doos. What did you say? It was what like, else did he it, say? Like it was like we'll what see bloody who rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what bloody rules have I broken? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> That he's like up. You, he was, he was, I think we agreed that it should just go like up, 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 
<laughs> Up yours, walk moralist. <laughs> <laughs> and then just randomly put some vo- some like Ben Shapiro voices in there, like, well, facts over feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would go so She's hard with the right wing clubs. <laughs> Dude, I would love to see like bar, main floor <laughs> alt right artistic culture, mm. like a club where they're just like hearing that like the like, playing songs like this, and just all in a suit, and just uh, creating a subculture that's not just online. Yeah. Mm. I think that would be funny. She should have her body count tattooed to her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Boys, I gotta go. Yeah? Yeah, I got to bounce. Playing some footy. What do you play? Uh, at the moment, it's just sort of futsal. Just sort of oh, keep yeah, the nice, beef nice. brisket at bay. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm seeing if I can get back into club footy this uh, this year, if I got the time to do it. Yeah, nice. And when you say footy, do you talk, you mean? Soccer. Oh, Soccer football. Un- Un-Australian, mate. Mate, it bloody is. My family's British. What can I say? It's in my soul. I played union for quite a while. Oh, yeah? But, um. What position? Hooker. Doggy. Oi. <laughs> you know, you know, in the middle of the scrum, you're not too far off. <laughs> yeah, you're not too far yeah. off. Yeah. Pass yeah. wiggling up in the air. Two massive dudes on either side two, of me. Two Kiwis. Two massive We didn't have any Kiwis in our team. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that's man. why we kept getting creamed. Yeah, it makes those, sense. Those synchronized, what are they called? The line outs? That's like a dance. Oh, oh dude. Guys, we're going to jump. <gasps> Yay, you a caught it. A good line out is beautiful. It's this far away from just being fucking cheerleading. That's how, like, toxic my league brain is. It's like, fucking line outs. Gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, can the, you can say the same thing about a league scrum, where it's like, oh yeah, this is just a formality. Everyone hold hands, no, put that, your heads together. They're actually move. so homophobic. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll go in, but we won't push. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hold each other strongly. Yeah, just put the ball in, get it out, get it out. Fucking also, yeah. hurry up. No rucking or mauling. We can't have more than six dudes in at once. All right, it's just one man on one man. That's yeah. It. yeah, it's ceremonially gay. Yeah, putting the steps on. Yeah, it's kind of it's ballet-ish. It is ballet-ish. Hmm. Seeing a graceful rugby player is very kind of like a, I don't want to say jarring, but it's like such an interesting contradiction to be like yeah. someone that can really fucking step and move. And yeah, like, yeah. It's very, it's it's free. It's flowing. Mm. It's the closest they get to being physically free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure George Gregan was the gayest rugby player that's ever played rugby. And I'm including Gareth Thomas, who was actually gay. Why was George Gregan? He was just was... like this little dude that refused to sort of really get into tackles. And he was just, what was he? Was he the fly half? And he would just sort of, his one job was to take the, the ball out of the scrum or the ruck and then just pass it. And then that's all he fucking did. And he Is was it... the captain for like 10 years. Oh, that's the, in rugby league, that's the hooker. Is that the scrum half in rugby union? My, I'm pretty sure it's the fly half. Okay. Um, because the hooker in rugby union is the guy in the middle and the guy that does the lineouts. Oh, you did the lineouts. I did the. I, oh, I threw bad. the ball into the lineouts. Nice. And nice. I pushed the other hooker out of the position who'd been going to the school for three years, and everyone in the rugby team fucking hated me. Oh, oh shit! Because you were too good. I was too good, baby. Damn. You could bro. do what you could do, man. That's that. It's a doggy dog world, bro. It's yeah. A doggy dog world. Yeah. Well, That's Sam. What you get for being called Emmanuel. You Shout out to Emmanuel if you're listening, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Thank um, you for having me. Do you want to keep chatting, Alex? We or can keep talking. We yeah, can why talk not? For a bit. Um, you guys keep talking. So, Sam, uh, go. What are your socials? At Sam Bowden Comic on all of them. Listen to the Wild Free Lunch podcast. We're going to record tomorrow, obviously. Duh. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for doing we'll it. See man. you very soon. Bye, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow, my man. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye.
All right, bye bye to, to Sam. Put the, I'm going to put the music on for no reason. Does it sound good? See you, bro. I really didn't need to do that. Well, uh, okay. How long does it go for? It's done. All right. Just a little jingle. Nice. What was the? Can yeah. you do me the jingle? Because I couldn't hear it. Do it with your mouth? Uh, I'll show it to you. I'll 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 let you listen to it at the end. No, you don't want to do it with your mouth right now. Okay. Just... It's like a. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, nice. That's nice. It sounds Oriental. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what genre that is. My friend Tim uh, did it. He's a musician. Mm, okay. As you would be. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. uh, now it's just us two. Yeah, now it's yeah. Just, now it's a proper right wing podcast. It's the boy. We've it's gotten that, rid of them. <laughs> now that the fucking queers are gone. <laughs> <hey>? <laughs> Let's two ethnics talk about the border policy. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, I know a lot of uh, ethnic dudes who are pretty much, like, you could call them alt right. Yeah. Dude, most, this is the thing. Every well, Serb that I know, I would factor more towards the right. Yeah, alt right is a smear term anyway, but yeah, mm. populist right is like really because it's actually is it's catching a lot of working class people. Yeah, man, and bro- a lot of working class men, and working class men are like disproportionately the ethnics. Yeah, you go to uh, the men section at Target, and you tell me if working class men are underprivileged or not. You know what I mean? Like if you go to the men section, the clothing, it's like it's like a Nirvana T-shirt and some like and some high vis, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is, hey. A 90s rock band t-shirt. Dude, I went to a wedding on Sunday, a Serb wedding. I took back to her first Serb wedding. Ooh. And at the top, right? So we did the wedding, right? The wedding, that was all fine. Very traditional Serb church out in um, Cabramatta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Beautiful Serb church. Be- uh, beautiful little uh, like space. Gorgeous. Went for like an hour. And then three-hour break in the Sarah. Like the... what? What's the... The thing afterwards, you know what I mean? When you're in the hall, what's it called? It's oh, not ceremony. I've never been to a Serb wedding. Not a Serb wedding, but you know, like we do a, the dinner. Yeah, the dinner part. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. that's called. Um, that was three hours later, right? At the top of that, right? They have an MC. Before they bring out the bride and groom, the MC goes, Let's hear it one time for Novak Djokovic. <laughs> <laughs> The entire, not dude, dude. That's mad. The, the entire room went, Oy! dude. Novak gets way too much hate for how good he. Everyone's like, oh, he's arrogant. I think Aussies confuse confidence for arrogance because we're so fucking insecure. One hundred percent. Novak Djokovic is maybe one of the most humble Serbs you could find. He's normal. He just speaks uh, with authority and yeah. a deep voice, and he, people think, oh, that's arrogant. He's just sure of himself. Exactly, whereas Roger Federer is uh, very insecure for the maybe the greatest tennis player well, of all time. Well, this is the thing. I reckon Roger Federer is also sure of himself, but I think he has more of a fun accent, so it comes across less dominant. And he, summed, and he smiles slightly more. It, and, and that's so people it. people are like, oh, yeah? You don't see Novak Djokovic smile unless he's holding the trophy. Yeah, I've done well uh, in this tournament. That's it. They're like, thank everyone. How do you feel about uh, representing Serbia? Do you feel? Do you think that like the Serbs are going to be behind you? Like all that? And he's like, and he's like, oh, this is how we do, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like that is maybe the most tame Serb response you could possibly say. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, this is what we do. You know what I mean? Dude, he's so. Mad. I, I I really like Novak Djokovic. I, I think he's my favorite tennis player. He's mad. People talk shit, but it's only because he doesn't take part in the like fake humble bullshit. 
Yeah. Right? It's just, it's... Here's who he is. Here's who he is. He donates millions of dollars to, like, buildings, schools. In Australia, he's, like, donated millions of dollars to, like, the wildlife funds and shit like that. Everyone likes to forget really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah just on, but just on the sly. That's the thing. Because yeah. it's not very serb to be like, look at what I did. Look at how much money I gave. You know what I mean? That would yeah. be like, okay, just do the good thing. But because he hasn't done the thing where he's been arrogant, like, look at how much money I gave. Everyone's like, what a fucking piece of shit. Get vaccinated, cunt. Yeah, wow. No, the the uh, conversations I overheard, well, I had to get vaccinated. Why can't he? Yeah. Maybe because he's the best tennis player ever. Yeah, he, he, he works by different rules. Yeah. Is this your first time talking about a celebrity? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, was like, why do they get treated differently? Why does Robert Downey Jr. get treated differently to how I do? So he's Iron Man. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Sometimes we're too tall, Poppy, for our own good. Yeah, it's like you're Trent. What credits do you have? You yeah, know what you I mean? <laughs> you just got fired. Yeah. You've been made redundant. What do you have? You know what I mean? The entire idea is if you're going to be a celebrity, you get different little things. Yeah. yeah. You, you get to, get to show bit. up and get treated a little bit differently. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's too much tall poppy syndrome in Australia? Um, I think it's going out. Yeah. You see older guys that you just, any form of achievement or talking about yourself, they'll just yeah, show up. Yeah. It's, I, I, which to be fair, I do think tall poppy syndrome has a really interesting other side of the coin. Which is you don't get arrogant. You don't get you arrogant, don't get and we're very community based because of it, right? I think in theory we are, but uh, whether we actually are or not, I don't know, man. Because people, I mean, this is the thing. I think it. I reckon part of it, especially when you see some of the like older Australians in just in the neighborhood, yeah, the community vibe they have, they seem to all very much exist in service of each other. You know what I mean? Mm. Like doing a little thing for your neighbor. Yeah, there's a it's lot like, of that. There's a lot of that. You don't get that in our generation. Uh, yeah, I, bro, think, I don't know my neighbor. Neither do I, bro. I've never. I've. I know my neighbor's cat. I knew my neighbors who lived there before, and then I think they're renting it out now. And it's some dude. I think it's like a kind of Eshe type guy. Yeah, right. And then on the other side, it's a uh, Asian woman who doesn't really speak English. We smile to mm-hmm. each other. Nice. That's such a modern neighbor relationship. Yeah, just, here you go. Uh, hello. Yeah. Oh, hello. Base minimum. Yeah, Just bare minimum. minimum. That's it. But I think that having tall poppy syndrome, even though it stops people from maybe potentially achieving their full potential, we discourage striving. Mm. It does make sure that the community is like... Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's more in- tightly like... You you know your neighbors and you talk to them and you're in service of the community more than you're in service of yourself. There's no bigger threat to the community than someone who sticks their head out. Yes, exactly. I'm the best. Yeah. Whereas in America, they're just like obsessed with success and celebrity cult. Even in the way mm. they talk, it's yeah. like, here's my story mm. and I'm going to speak with a lot of authority on this subject. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you work at fucking Walmart. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Speak your truth. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because even our intellectuals are like, oh, yeah, I think it's kind of like that, eh? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like our scientists, yeah. like our award-winning scientists, are like, oh, yeah, but what the fuck do I know? At the end oh, of the yeah, day, no, yeah. maybe, eh? Yeah, true, fuck. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, eh? could have got the Nobel Prize, but I taught <laughs> me hammy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking got a winning blue in his mouth. Like, yeah, look, yeah, mate, could've, I could have got the fucking Nobel, Nobel Prize. Could have got the Nobel Prize, but fucking pulled me out. Fucking slut. Fucking <laughs> fucked me over at the time, mate. That is, everyone could have made the NRL. Yeah. Everyone, literally everyone from my area could have made yeah, Of course, could have made, but fuck. Fucking just got this. Made. Man, fucking got that. Can't. Yeah, yeah. Fucking That's got a it. bulging disc, mate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, like, cause I remember, I remember someone explaining to me tall poppy syndrome, right? When I worked at Dendy Cinemas in Brisbane and I was just, so, I was just myself and I was very loud and I would do bits with the customers and I would like riff with them and stuff like that. We'd have a really good time. I would always get talked to by the managers, be like, you need to bring it down. They were like, you get that everywhere, man. You yeah. get that in the comedy scene. Hey, did you, can you just bring it down? You, you I get a lot you of people trying to change yeah. who I am. Dude, why, what is it with, it's like you're approachable enough, like you're not intimidating, mm. but then I, you probably intimidate shy people because you're very confident. Yeah, but I'd like so to they think. Wanna think they want to change you. It's like, mm, this is how I change the world. I like to think that I include shy people as well because I reckon I'm like half shy. So like I can recognize when someone is feeling outside of the circle sometimes, and I would like to think that like I want to include you in the conversation. Yeah, that's that's nice. But I don't. I I really. I mean, I may also suck at it. I don't know. But I do know that for a very long time, I've had people do that. Where it's like, hey man, can I talk to you for a second? The way you're doing things, I just wouldn't like. Just like they would try change, and it doesn't necessarily. It's uh, been. Like work, ma- like sorry, uh, like bosses at work, potential like girlfriends and stuff that I stopped seeing afterwards, like because they would be like, "Hey, yeah, I just don't, yeah, this little thing that you do." Like I had a girl that was like, um, she hated when I would like be funny in circles because she was the funny one. I mean, that's got that's on her, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, it's wild. But it was a whole thing where like it took me ages to realize that like it brought her pain when I would take the shine away from her and i was like oh we just don't work together i was like i was like we don't need to stay together i don't it's fine i don't hate you but we obviously just aren't compatible yeah that's controlling it's weird but anyway this is the thing um i had a manager come up to me he's like it's a lot if you can just do the the you know just say what are you seeing and then give them the ticket and that's it you know what i mean i'm like yeah but i'm having fun they seem to be having fun and they're like it's not what we do we're dandy we're a classy cinema okay I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. And it really bummed me out, so right? customer service, you were too much with your customer service. Yeah, I was trying to have too much fun with the customers, right? Because okay. it, it was fun for me as well, and it kept me in a good mood at work. But the, most of the people coming to Dendy Cinemas are depressed, and so you being fun... I guess. Makes them insecure. <laughs> but this is the thing. It didn't seem like they hated it. Because I'm not an idiot. I'm like, if someone's not into it, I'm going to back off. But yeah. a lot of the time, it's like, oh, okay, someone's, this is good. You're enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I'm glad. It makes my time go faster at work. Great. But anyway, I had a guy that worked with me there called Sam. Um, and Sam was like, do you know what tall poppy syndrome is? And I was like, because I was complaining about it. I was like, I don't understand why the fuck. It's like, I'm being told to be less fun. I was like, I don't understand that. And he was like, and he explained to me tall poppy syndrome. And in hindsight, all of these events in my life made sense to me. Yeah. Like it, and that was when I was like 19. Like I started to look back and be like, oh, that's why that person, that teacher didn't like me in school. You know what I mean? Or, or like at uni, that's why this person fucking hated me. Because no one who grew up with an ethnic dad is going to have 
too much tall poppy syndrome. No, you're just confident naturally. Yeah, you gotta you gotta talk about. He's talking Whether about his success all the time. Exactly. Dad's always to. like, "Look at this. Look what I did. Look what I did." Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the white dad's probably done more. But yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's not much, eh? But it's more Can't, impressive. You've got like five investment properties. Yeah, and your dad had five investment properties, and his dad. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, nah, but you know, it's not much, eh? Yeah, but it's like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> there is a natural. Uh, for me, I don't think I've met a, a shy Serb. Bro, I, this reminds me of a story. I, these army guys came to a show once, and then at the end, I, I was like, um, I was chatting, and, and, and I was like, what do you guys do? They're like, oh, we're in the army. I'm like, oh, man, that's good on you, man. Thanks for the service. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, fuck, shut up, cunt. <laughs> Bro, take the compliment, man. You're, it's, oh, yeah, I'm just risking my life. It's no fucking big well, deal, d- Were they actually risking their lives? Do you know? Oh, I don't know if they'd been like deployed or anything, but you know, the... aren't you? If you're in the military, you, you're basically saying I'm I'm happy to be deployed. I don't know. The fucking Unless ads the make shell, it seem like the they're chef. on holiday. The ads make yeah. it seem like they're chilling. That would be a a really sneaky way to to come across as really brave without being brave. You could be like, yeah, I was in the army, but yeah. then you were actually like the chef. Yeah, I think you a lot of people the, did that. You were the... Every time I ask my dad what he did in the war, the story changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know. He was the driver. He yeah. was the driver for the medic. He was the on lookout. Just like, yeah, they're over there. <laughs> like, who knows? I have no idea. Yeah, but, the but guy in could... world in, like, uh, Call of Duty that's, like, camping out the back. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't, I don't, because I've always, I've, I've always thought that, like, that whole, like, thank you for your service thing. I can see how that makes them uncomfortable. Because I guess so. You would have, I reckon, um, what's the thing? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, because a lot of them are probably just normal dudes. And yeah. they, but they they are quite literally risking their... Well, assuming they're like, you know, in the... Not doing the chef role or whatever, but... Yeah. They're, um, they're potentially... Potentially risking... They're saying, hey, if, if the there ever goes down, is an invasion, um, my body there. is on the line. Yes. That's what they're saying. I wonder... Yeah, I guess For so. what? 50 grand? <laughs> it's not that much. I feel like they get paid a fair amount, no? Uh, and then they get like subsidized rent and shit. I don't know. I'm sure there's some listening. Hit us up. Oh, this isn't even going to be on YouTube. Well, we'll look into it. What Probably depends on the role. Like, I'm sure SAS get like a good salary. I knew, I knew a guy from the military that he was like, my, half my rent is paid by the government. Wow. Well, they get all their food and all that. They get their clothes. No, this was after he wear. left the military. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm nice. not thanking them for shit. Okay, You're yeah, in this maybe. for the free rent. I kind of would Sydney, be too. If you're going to live in Sydney, yeah. Now That's I feel like bad. I might sign up to the military after this whole Ukraine sitch is done. Yeah, after all the wars are done, <laughs> I'll get the glory without having a fire. Would you do, Would do you reckon in your country, your president, Neil Kohatka, do you think you do mandatory military service? Yeah, I reckon it's a good thing, man. I think it's, what I would do though is not, okay, you don't have to like be the person with the gun, but there should be something where after school, Especially boys, mm. uh, just learn some some military stuff, mm. and just have that kind of camaraderie, and just learn some skills. Yeah, right. So just kind of like a camp. Yeah, exactly. A big long camp, and maybe they get a bit of money. I don't. I don't know about the economics of it, but um, it seems like it would be a good kind of. You know what our culture needs? It needs mm. like um, coming of age experiences. Yeah. Every other, any tribe that's like, the guy has to go out into the Amazon jungle and have like fucking lobsters or fucking, you know, a leopard biting his arm for 
five hours <laughs> and then and then get like stabbed in the in the neck and then if he survives then he's a man then he's a man he's finally a man whereas we got nothing it's like oh you're 18 yeah you're a man have a shot yeah yeah have a shot yeah that's it do goon a fortune and yeah you're a man that's it yeah we don't really have like a passage into like manhood you sort of become a man when you have a kid i think in this culture that yeah. might be the right of passage. If that, man. There's a lot of dudes with kids that are pretty um. Oh, pretty yeah. Childish. 100%. But if I had to name something that I think is the closest thing, it would be like when you have a kid, you're considered a man. Pretty much. This, I reckon it starts when you get your license. That's sort of, okay, you're halfway to adulthood now. Mm. Turning eight, I don't think turning 18 does really... like. Okay, you can drink. Man, everyone in this country drinks yeah. before then anyway. Yeah. And then... Maybe moving out is a big thing. Moving, moving out's a out massive thing. Is uh is one severing way. that cord? Yeah, you have to be independent. Um, and then probably having a yeah, ma- marriage or kid, a jo- maybe a job, maybe buying a place, stuff like that. But even then, it's not. Re- I think moving out is the big one. Probably moving out's a pretty solid. Moving out made me. I think it, I think that grew me up a fair amount. Same, yeah. I reckon. Without a doubt. Because uh, I moved out at 18, and I'm very, very glad I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can see with the guys who... And, and look, there's a lot of economic issues as well, but people who have been at home basically their whole 20s, Yeah, it stunts their social development. Yeah, dude, you can't, like... You need moments where you come home, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yeah, you need that. That is part of living. Where there isn't a mum that's going to do everything for you. That's uh. You need to come home and be like, I don't know. Well, I I have no food. I don't. I'm thinking I'm going to lose my job. I don't know. I'm going to pay rent. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I haven't had that. Oh. (laughs) Oh, dude. I've had that twice. Damn. I've had that twice, and it's it's good because I'll tell you what. For me, it's not good. No, that's the wrong word. It's not good. But it it wakes you up. It gives you like a little like. Okay, that's cool. No one's going to save you. Yeah, okay. What are we going to do? For sure, yeah. And it lights the fire a little bit. Every time I've every time I've been in that situation, I've made a massive life jump. Yeah, yeah. Every time. That's awesome, dude. That's so cool. You need you need like some hardship and um adversity because they did I think they even did a study on this. The people who got too much adversity, obviously they're fucked. Sure. Um they're probably addicted to drugs. Mm. And then the people who didn't get any adversity at all. I don't know how they measured it exactly, but I'm sure from just like... How do you go through life without any adversity? Well, when they say without any, I'm sure, you know, what what the bus was late or whatever the fuck. But, you know, uh, uh, living a coddled life, maybe, you know, had had parents that were overbearing or hyperprotective. And sure. then they're just super fragile. They can't, um, can't handle anything. Mm. They actually aren't mentally healthy. Yeah. And so you need like that Goldilocks level of adversity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be something in between. Because I like I remember um early on being very, very fragile. And like I didn't know how oh, to same, yeah. I didn't know how to ask for one what I wanted. I still struggle sometimes now of like being disagreeable at times where I need to be disagreeable. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like they literally closed off my balcony in my house yeah wow and i was like oh yep <laughs> I, was like, I was like no problems yep no problem i'll just go around yeah, I'll, right. I'll deal with it and then in hindsight i'm like i didn't ask any questions you know what i mean i should have been like wait hold on what because i do love that you see that that's that is some that maybe that's when you become a man when they do something strata does something to your house and you go 
what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's some dad energy. Well, it forces you, when you've, if you've uh, bought a place, it then, because like I would never have done, I wouldn't have cared if someone, yeah, I probably would have done that. But lately, there's like the strata, everyone who listens to this podcast knows mm. the fucking issues I have with this strata cunt. Mm. And then, <laughs> and then, and the, the amount I pay, it's bullshit. Mm. And so, uh, Although I did it in, I I would sort of, yeah. I eventually had to just like talk to him. Not in, a, I never, I don't ever get into arguments. I very rarely get into arguments until unless someone's trying to argue with me. Mm. But uh, I eventually just had to because he was very nice. He's very nice. He's like, oh, I'll come over for dinner. Come do this. Come meet my cat. Yeah, right. And then. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of other neighbors. He's just a compulsive liar. Yep. And like purposefully does shoddy jobs, gets his brother in, all these sorts of shit. Sure. And so eventually I was like, I'm not being friendly with this guy anymore. And it's just very cold when I talk to him now. Do you feel good when it's you do very that? Very awkward. Not really, but then I feel, I'd feel worse if I didn't, if I wasn't doing that. Yeah, that makes then sense. Then I'd just be in this like forever you being friendly, yes, phase of like I didn't say what I needed to say. That's the thing. That's the hard part that I still find trouble like distinguishing when do I like take action on something that I think is unfair. It's a fine art. And when do I let it go? Yeah, that's really really difficult. That might be if there were that might be a passage to becoming a man as well. That's emotion. That's I think is like the true test of emotional intelligence. Figuring out when to put your foot down and when to let it go to the keeper. Exactly, because sometimes if you've been too agreeable and then you you work on yourself, and you're, I'm going to be disagreeable. Because then I sort of went through that period, and then there were times where I was like, oh, I probably didn't need to. Yeah, didn't need to do that. Be that hard. Yeah, didn't need to. Um, but then you also yeah. don't just want everyone can do whatever they want to you all the time. Yeah, because a lot of it can come from like a, a kind of anxiety as well. I remember when I was mm. 19. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first shows I did for a Sydney comedy festival. And this guy, I was so stressed about it because it was in this shit venue. I was mad because, like, my manager, I was like, why are you put me in here? And, you know, probably for money. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm in there. I'm stressed already. I'm just, like, trying to get all the material going in my head. And there were all these issues happening. And then everyone gets in. I finally come on. It's, like, announced on. And then I come on. The mic's not on or some shit. Mm. The lights aren't on. I'm like, oh, you know how you start a show and you're kind of like, okay, sure. good start. Good start. All right. The whole show I had this in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I come out and I'm like, what? <laughs> am I like real? I was like, this tiny little Indian guy, which I still am. And I'm like, to Andrew, I'm like, fucking fire that cunt. <laughs> that's <laughs> the sound guy. That's fucking awesome. Could the sound guy hear you? I don't know if you heard me say that. But uh, that's so that's the thing. Wild. I didn't even say it to the actual guy. No, but but still, then he brought the guy over, and I was yeah, like, "Say it to him now." I was like, "I had." Then it became like more anxiety rage. Yeah. It was like, "I came on, and it wasn't even this, and you didn't do this, and the lights holding, went on, holding back was, tears." Like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was getting to that point. And he's like, "Hey, man, okay, I, oh, I tried." And then and I was like, "Fuck you, fight!" And then, oh, dude. <laughs> but the fact that I said fire that guy. That's crazy, dude. What a psycho thing to do. That is, <laughs> is that when you were going through your disagreeable phase? I think that's when, because... Or was that the be- beginning well, of it? I think was that like, when the villain was born? Yeah, it was sort of coming to that point because I got this huge, you know, out of nowhere, I was now doing all these big shows, right? And mm. then 
I was so protective of it, obviously. So I was just obsessed with every little thing. And then I also did do, I was that cunty act to work with for like a good two, three years. Sure. That was like, don't put me on the poster. Don't do this. Don't, no, I'm not opening for him. Like I was like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I've actually apologized to a few people since then because I was just very protective of like um, not being, you know, used for my following yes. to sell a show and all sorts of things like that. And you kind of have to be a bit like that. Um, I was going to say, I feel like th- that's also the part where it's like distinguishing when you're being used and when you're not would have been really difficult, I imagine. Exactly. And so oh, I like, overcompensated. Who can you actually trust? Yeah. That would have been fucking rough. Cause like I, when they're like, when they like, can I put your face on the poster? I'm like, please. I'm like, do any, <laughs> like boost this profile in some way. Thank you. Yeah. But I got a lot of like, oh, can you share this? Can you do that? And at yeah. first I was like, all right, I'll share it. And then I started sharing shit where people were like, what is this bro? Yeah. And then yeah. next time people would be like, can you share this? I'm like, um, I would need the, the blah, blah, blah. I'd have all these conditions to yeah. share a thing. But that's actually now when you get to a certain profile, Dude, people will pay you a lot to share shit on yeah, Facebook. Not, maybe not now, but back even a few years ago, people would pay. It's sometimes in the grands if you've got a big following Damn. to share stuff on Facebook. And um, yeah, so then when mates or like people in the it, other comedians were like, can you share this? And then it was it was weird to say no because to them they just thought it was a brand dude. It's just a Facebook page. Like, what do you do? Why won't you share it? Yeah, right, like, man. Sorry, dude. Just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, but that's just everyone that like is because uh, to be fair, I also think like it depends on what they're asking to be shared. Yeah, right? true. Because like if someone's like, "Can you share my stand up on your page?" Uh, yeah. It's like, and we don't really hang out like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be like, because it's like this. It's like if someone like like Sam just now, and he was like, "Hey man, can you share a clip that I just posted?" I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." I was like, "Love Sam, endorse this work, shared." Just some random dude hits me up. I've had some guy, I'll tell you what, I've, I've never had someone message me to share one of their clips, but I have had someone message me and be like, hey man, I want to win some sneakers. Can you put down your name as Jesus well? Christ. And then if you get the email that says you won, can I have the sneakers? And I was like, again, an example where I wish I could have just been like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that. But I was just like 19. I was like, yeah, man, anything, whatever, bro. I'll help everyone. <laughs> even even us saying this is probably like, Older people be looking at this, being like, "This is the pussiest shit to be disagreeable about." <laughs> or someone didn't put the lights on at your show, but it's I hard. have to go to war. No, and I <laughs> it is this is the thing you get super sensitive about that shit because you go like, "Can't," especially when you're doing a long amount, of, like an hour. You're like, "Motherfucker, I've I've hired out the venue. I worked for like a year to get all this material. Yeah. Turn on the fucking lights." Because no one's ever going to care about your shit as much as you care about your shit. And yeah, you always have to keep reminding yourself that, dude. It reminds me of this thing in high school, actually. Mm. And um, I was like obsessed with filmmaking and and even what I'm doing now. Comedy in high school is just like how I pretty much got through my high school period. Mm. And so I made this short film, um, put a lot of, you know, effort and energy into it. And I had this girl that I knew who was um half filming it and she was going to edit it she was like yeah yeah like i i know how to edit i'll edit that for you mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's awesome thank you so much and so then she was like yeah i'll edit it and then it got to like a few weeks and i was like hey just checking out wh- how's that going and she's like yeah yeah, yeah I, i've just started on it it's going it's it's going pretty well mm-hmm. and then another few weeks and then um it was always like in the process of being edited and then right. right at the, and then I kind of did do a bit of a harsher message. I think mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, look, um, 
I know this is all free because we're all like 14, 15. I'm, yep. not, I'm not paying her, obviously. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, hey, look, I put a lot into this. Can you do this? And she's like, yeah, but I can't export it right now because of something. And I'm like, can you figure it out? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she just, I think she just left it. Um, but then I messaged her again, like a longer kind of fucking beta virginal message of like, you said you were going to do this and blah, 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 Damn all straight. this shit. And Bring then, the hammer down. And then, and then it just blocked on everything. She blocked you? Yeah. Yeah. So I never got that film. And I and she was hot. Oh damn. <laughs> and then the real tragedy. And then in like in in, in um later uh, maybe seven, eight years ago, mm. I ran into her at uni. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Neil, and I'm like She's like, I'm still working on it. Claire. Yeah. I <laughs> almost was gonna I'm editing it right. Yeah, it's where's that film, it's eh? about to, it's exporting and as then, we speak. Yeah. It's taking twenty five years. Apparently when she was like uh d- in a dorm in the US, some people saw my video and she was like, Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, look at you crawling back. Yeah. Man. Motherfucker. That's it. And did you did you hang out with her for did you talk? Nah. Nah. You nah. remembered. Forgive but don't forget. Yeah, I know a friend of mine that hooked up with her and he was like, uh, hey, yeah, and, and are you still in touch with Neil? I'm still, I'm hanging out with him, doing the show with him. And apparently she rolled her eyes and was like, no. What? Can't? Yeah. Man, I wanted that Excuse film. Excuse me? That, I had that rage. I, I, I had some like fucking incel obsession mm. for that film to be done. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Again, when you're 15, you're like, this is my pierce de resistance. This is my, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, just a bunch of like fucking dicks. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was like, some it's like stupid film. Just a bullshit Dude, fucking. The film was um, uh, a bunch of me and my other, my friend um, pretending to be Russian agents interrogating. <laughs> like we started, we just used to do this stupid joke where um, we'd be like, hello, mister. And then just have like inanimate objects mm-hmm. and interrogate them. So That's fun. Like, Hello, Mr. Wine Glass. Mm-hmm. You might think you are strong and do not crack, but all glasses crack one day. <laughs> that, dude, that was the film. That was actually kind of banging. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I don't mind that. That's why I desperately for, wanted dude, to do it. Dude, for a 15 year old, that's oh, funny. Mad. Yeah, and then, and then to this day, there's a sketch on my YouTube called Mr. Stick. And at the end of the video, it says Mr. Brick coming soon, which is the one we filmed. You and motherfucker. to this day, it was all filmed across. Sydney, multiple locations, bro, and and so thirteen years it's been coming soon. It's some Avatar shit, <laughs> and, then, and then now the fans can never get it. Mister, release Mister Brick. What's her name? Claire. Claire. Fucking Claire. Release the hot car. God damn it, Mister Brick. I'm a tortured genius. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, oh shit! It's nearly been two hours, man. Um, fuck. So yeah, uh, I would have addressed it in the. At the start of this podcast, but um, there's going to be one more next week and with a very, very, very special guest, but I'm not going to say who. And then after that, um, it, it, it's going to have to go on an indefinite hiatus, unfortunately, because um, obviously Jordan's gone through a hell of a lot. And, you know, I think he wants to take a break from a lot of things that he's doing. And, yeah, it's getting harder to keep doing this podcast as well anyway but um i'll talk more about that in the next episode and thank you everyone for listening see you next time see you next time everyone follow alex on everything woe free lunch pod at fucking gmail.com for your jack off encouragement let's go